Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I really can't say I'm surprised. Ron DeSantis has shattered the minds of these, these urban liberal types of the media. Let me just tell you very quickly. In the span of 24 hours, we went from... Ron DeSantis is effectively putting these people like like treating them like it's the Holocaust to we are going to uh, show you just how how proud and supportive we are of migrants to calling in the National Guard. And now NBC had to delete a tweet calling these people trash, saying that Ron DeSantis was throwing his trash around. It's 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 the meme. Okay, do you guys remember the, the gag from Babylon B? Donald ingenious move. Donald Trump supports impeachment, forcing Democrats to oppose. This is what's this. It's just it's true. It's real. It's a thing. I'm surprised. I would like to make one request as we start the show. Ron DeSantis, you are you are a legend. Good, sir. It was a brilliant move that exposed the hypocrisy of those who vote for failed policies that are causing us harm, damage and economic strife. I just implore that you do it more. Martha's Vineyard is beautiful this time of year. There are tons of empty Airbnbs and summer homes. And if they wanted to, they could pay the two hundred dollars to put a family in one of these houses on the uh, above board on the level right through Airbnb. But for some reason, they call the National Guard in, and now they're sending these people to a detention center at a military base. Okay, I don't know if it's actually a detention center, but to a military base. That is the warmth these people claim to have for the immigrants. Yeah, well, DeSantis, he he certainly exposed that. We're going to talk about that and a bunch of other crazy stories. But first, my friends, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to support our work directly. You guys, you're going to want to watch the the members-only show last night with Alex Stein and Ryan Walters and (laughs) the episode last night with Alex Stein because the dude is hilarious and he did the one-chip challenge. We had had good fun. Support our work at TimCast.com. Our journalists uh, are working day and night. We're hiring more. And the journalism uh, venture of this website is is just membership funded. So it is is really just you choose to support our journalists. And if you do, they can keep writing. There's not a lot of money in news. We are working on other shows. Cast Castle Vlog has a bunch of guest cameos and new episodes coming out. And we're working on getting it better, improving audio and, and, and the writing and, this, and, and everything. So with your support, we're going to keep making things, making awesome things. So don't forget to also smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and more is Dr. Drew. Thank you, guys. Welcome. So glad to be here. Not easy to be here either. Out in the middle of nowhere? Yes, out in the middle of nowhere. So for but those what, not- a, what a privilege. Oh, thanks for coming, man. We're honored to have you. Uh, who are you? Uh, yeah, I'm Dr. Dupinski. Uh, I did a show for many years called Loveline. Uh, I'm an internist, addictionologist, practiced medicine for 40 years, and alongside of that, started doing media. And about uh, you know, more recently, I'm doing a lot of digital stuff. I have a streaming show on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Particularly the Wednesday show, this group would be interested in. I've been talking to all the people that have been silenced uh, by various other organizations. I just want to hear what they have to say because many of them are very highly acclaimed professionals yeah. and they were marginalized for no good reason as far as I can tell. Well, th- this is actually uh, how I ended up reaching out to you because you got you got censored on YouTube Yep. and you're Dr. Drew and, yeah. and, and you weren't talking about anything off the rails. They just no. robotic. It was an algorithm. It was an AI thing. thing. Yeah, it's a, it's an algorithm that just nailed me and I, I've been tagged by it before and then, then I get the site gets taken down. 
it gets taken out for periods of time. But we now have a relationship with a human at YouTube. And so they told us that the, their main concerns were sort of with the therapeutics and uh, they were okay with physicians talking, which has been great because now I've talked to Paul Alexander and Harvey Reich and Peter McCullough and Robert Malone and hear what these guys have to say. And it's helped me put together, you know, during COVID, 90% of the time for the first year, I was like, what is going on here? What is going on? I could not figure it out. And I'm started, starting to put it together slowly it's, but surely. It's very culty. Just march in lockstep with whatever the na- approved narrative. It is. was unbelievable, and and uh, and Harvey Reese said something. Just uh, this Wednesday at three o'clock Pacific time. So do tune in on that if you don't mind. It's drdrew.tv, drdrew.com. I'm sure you guys will put all stuff. And we'll on get into all this other stuff yeah. too. So, but but I, I talked to Dr. Harvey Reese, and he said it was psychopathic the way p- physicians behave, mm-hmm. sending patients home until they came back with a PO2 of 85. Just go home until you can't breathe. What's PO2? The oxygen saturation. It's like when in the in the history of medicine has the proper practice of medicine been? We can't do anything. Just get out of here. Come back when you can't breathe. That's what they that, told me. That then, was insane. And then I called Joe Rogan. And then he was like, you got to talk to a different doctor, man. Like, here's the treatment that I did. And then sure enough, like 12 hours after getting the, the treatment, the monoclonal antibodies. Which everybody is free and everyone has access to them. I, I, I got them myself too. I got very sick with COVID, the Delta. Yeah. And I and I uh, got monoclonal antibodies. I had a lightened physician working for me and, uh, you know, with me and a great guy. And he set them up within three days. And while, while I was getting the infusion, I felt better. Mm-hmm. Like literally colors got brighter in the room during the monoclonal antibody infusion. And so I went on Instagram Live and said, listen, everybody, the public health community should be teaching you how to deal with your illness. Here's something you need to know. The stuff is free. It's available. And everybody was like, oh, you're special. You got special treatment. It's because you could pay for it. No, it's free. It's available to everybody. They had, they had a half a million doses sitting on the shelf back then. We'll get in all this all stuff. right all right okay yeah yeah, yeah. Right. we also got luke hanging out <laughs> all right physicians talking to each other freely blasphemy we should only trust dr fauci and of course bill gates who's pictured here very lovingly on my t-shirt <laughs> saying trust us and if you agree with this message that i'm trying to send you you could get the shirt on the bestpoliticalshirts.com but i agree with you guys i was here tim when you were going through your thing i was like dude you got to call somebody to get antibodies and there's so many different things that we could get into i'm very excited for this conversation well, dr drew thank you so much for coming here you who bet. better to call than joe rogan mm-hmm. i mean he's the he's the, he's he's the the trusted knows all sees all and and, and also, since we have a real medical doctor here, it's yep. also important to remind everyone, Bill Gates is not a medical doctor. Yes. Just right. wanted to say that for the record. And of course, Ian has returned. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm sitting here in Alex Stein's uh, microphone where it still smells like Alex in a chip. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding, Drew. I love you. Life, uh, love line changed my life in my early teens, Thank you know, you. 11, 12, 13 years old. a lot to us. Got to hang out and listen after late night and about learning about sex from actual experts. It was oh, and Adam, I guess. I Who is yeah. an expert in his own right? Yeah. Let's we be used to call it back in the day. We called it the Gainsburger and the pill. He was the Gainsburger that wrapped the pill in. It was me, and oh, to get yeah. you get the. Mm, it was such a good get combo. It in that way. Still is. Um, I also had that monoclonal thing, and within an hour, I yeah. felt. I felt better. It's crazy, it's incredible. right? Incredible. Same. Yeah. Hey, I want to point this out before we get started. This is my book. You can get it on Amazon, Writing in the Dark. Look at the font. Look at the color. And this is Klaus Schwab's book. <laughs> he just released. I released Stole mine it. 10 years ago. I just, I, I just, Klaus. I love the thought of Klaus Schwab. He's like sitting there reading his Ian book. He's like, this is very good. I want to do this too. Yeah, look at this. Come on, Klaus. So we're going to work together, me and Klaus, and we're going to help build a new world government, whether you guys like it or not. Oh, it's boy. happening. It's just a matter about doing it decentralized. What's that other, what's that other book? This have? other book is Gender Queer. This comes up oh, on the boy. show from time to time. This book was pulled out of Florida schools. I just, I just real quick, quick. If we showed you what's in this book, we'd probably get taken off. Yeah, there's. Yeah. I mean, there's, I'm not, I'm not yeah, me it's yes, very extreme. Young kids doing th- sexual things, and it was in schools. So there was a big hubbubaloo don't, about don't, it. Don't, and, don't uh, show it. Don't maybe it. talk about don't it on an after show. <laughs> one of these nights, but I had to get a copy myself just in case they end up trying to digitally retcon this thing. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want it in the print. Smart. Yeah. 
I'm Ian Crossland, by the way. What up? Let's get going. <laughs> I'm very excited for this evening because like Ian, I used to listen to Dr. Drew late at night. I had a lot of questions because I was homeschooled. My family was super conservative Christian. Mm. So I had a lot of my questions answered by Loveline. Ah. Sure. Yeah, so well, there must going. be still more. Right. Tonight's yep. the night. Yep. Tonight, Tonight, I'm excited. Let's do it. All right. Our first story, we got this from the Daily Caller. NBC <laughs> deletes <laughs> tweet comparing immigrants to trash. Yes, this happened. I just, you know... I didn't expect it to go this far so quickly. So fast. Ron DeSantis sent 50 <laughs> illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard, and it was like a political nuclear bomb. Take a look at this. NBC tweeted, Florida Governor DeSantis sending asylum seekers to Martha's Vineyard is like, quote, me taking my trash out and just driving to different areas where I live and just throwing my trash there. A founding member of a foundation which helps refugees says. That is a not only indicative of NBC News is what they're willing to publish because they didn't need to choose that quote, but also these NGOs, these these nonprofits that claim to help these people. You see what they really think about them. It reminds me of when uh, that Osborne woman was on The View or whatever. Sure Kelly Osborne. Yeah. Kelly Osborne. And she was like, right if now. you deport these people, who's going to clean your toilet? And they were like, <laughs> you yes. remember that? Yeah. That's yeah. what she said, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. specifically. She asked Donald Trump, uh, going against Donald Trump's immigration policy, quote, who will clean your toilet when you deport? He could have uh, been like the white woman that I hired to clean my toilet. Next yeah. question. Yeah, the American. You, you know, many, the other thing that not people don't know is many refugees from multiple countries, most countries that you come in here as an asylum seeker, you're required to take for a week an anti-helminthic medication that uh, starts with an I. You're required by the CDC to take really? that medication for a week. That's interesting. The CDC, and that's yeah. because it's a, you're talking about ivermectin is because it's a worm, a worm stunner. Because, the best because it's so, worms are so common in many of the asylum seekers that they're required by the CDC to take it for a week. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Wait, 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 really? So yeah. asylum seekers coming in for You're, parasites have, are, are given ivermectin? Yes. Wow. Mandatory for a week. Wow. That's, that's you can look it up on the CDC website. It's yeah, just yeah. A look at, look at, a look at uh, refugees, the CDC, CBCDC, refugee uh, uh, re, you know, therapeutic treatment. Yeah, yeah, ivermectin is an incredible medication that has saved countless mm-hmm. numbers of lives, yeah, yeah, used billions of times, and it comes from the soil in Japan. And we, we could get into this topic. We're going to get into this topic a little bit, but... Uh, we're, we're just seeing there it is. You know, yeah, look at that. All, all Middle Eastern, Asian, North African, Latin American, and Caribbean refugees should receive ivermectin two doses, two hundred. Was it micrograms per kilogram? Uh, yeah, MCG orally, yeah. once a day for two days before departure to the U.S. Yep. That's really interesting. I didn't know that. Yep. Well, um, required CDC. We got a doctor here, so yep. there we go. Yeah, and um, it's crazy. What, what are we going to do now? Call it horse medicine and say the CDC is forcing refugees. You know, one of the things that I, that bothered me with that whole horse medicine thing is. Every pharmacological agent has a veterinary application. Why aren't we talking about pepsids? A, a veterinary pepsid. It's, yeah. it's a veterinary pill. You, you can get it over the counter at a pharmacy. Right. We, we, we talked so about this weird. with um, uh, epinephrine. Yeah. yeah. Sheep epinephrine is cheaper than the human epinephrine. Granted, the, the human epipens are like single dose instant shots or whatever, whereas yeah. like you can buy a vial of the sheep stuff. But don't, it's, but, but don't do it. Do not right, do it. Right, do not right, take right. veterinary medication. The point is, though, why this one medicine? I, I really tried to figure out where it came from. I guess one couple tried it and that there were multiple calls to poison control centers asking questions about it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But all I can find is one case. Well, yep. well, well the Rolling Stones did a very man. big investigative piece about how people in a hospital in Oklahoma were ODing on it so much that, of course, it filled up their emergency rooms. Oh, and the whole that. story was absolutely made up out of nowhere. The Rolling Stones should be absolutely disgraced I've, with themselves and and just run out of town, run out of business with the way that they slandered this this medication yeah, that has stands, saved so many lives. On well, journalistic process. I mean, it, river blindness. I've never been a fan uh, since the, since the get go with um, COVID that people have been pushing these therapeutics and I felt like it was very yes, tribal. Me too. Well, but, the, well, but, I, but I do yeah. want to say I'm, I am very impressed in how we immediately shifted from a, a immigration story right into <laughs> ivermectin. And Weird. also, you know, the, why do you know about Chinese liver flukes in the eye? Why, why do you know about that? The river blindness? Yeah. Stuff? Because when when uh, the whole ivermectin thing oh, comes out, oh, they discussed out, it. Okay. It well, it's disgusting. it's all in the news, and it's okay. it's. That used to be it's a rare illness. Is it like in about. the river they would f swim into the eyeball when they're swimming underwater? I don't know how they guys. It was a chi called a Chinese liver fluke. We used to look for it in the eye. I don't know how it gets there. Yeah. But it, but I think in Africa it's really really it's common, common or something. And okay. so uh, ivermectin is like a, a UN certified like. Did, oh yeah. Did people but, but I want I want to I want to stress this too. I really do think that when it came to COVID, I I I did not when I got COVID. This is the craziest thing. I didn't want it. I said I didn't want it. Yeah. They gave me monoclonal antibodies. That, that patched me up right. And then four days later, they were like, well, we're your doctor. And we prescribed it. And I was like, but I'm, I feel fine now. Yeah. And so even when I went on Rogan, I said, I, I, I'm not you know, confident in this. Because I, I know there's a lot of studies, but there's a lot of contradictory, contradictory well, let studies. Well, let me just tell you. Let me just but tell you. Just yeah. real quick. My point was, the Daily Beast still ended up writing that I was the poster boy for ivermectin, <laughs> despite me constantly being like, nah. Well, let me add to that being not. Uh, the, you know, back when we had nothing to offer, it's like, all right, whatever. I, I saw it used a ton. And it was like, mm, people that were getting sick just kept getting sick. They got worse. And people that were going to get well got well. And I don't know the medicine made a difference. As opposed to now with Paxlovid or monoclonal antibodies, they're better the next day. I mean, it's just pow, pow They get better immediately. The, the Paxlovid it's, stuff works. Oh, my goodness. Well, too well, actually, because they get these rebounds that are kind of common. And I'm wondering if it's affecting the immune response. My daughter took Paxlovid better in two days and then was re not rebound but reinfected six weeks later oh, wow. Wow. and so or two months later and it was like eh, she should have still been immune but, but, but that's the drug that was uh, also approved under emergency protocol is that correct and i think some people are also saying that their side effects is this taste in their yeah, mouth that, of crap that they can't <laughs> get out from this side effect and well, also what? there's a lot of people who took it like joe biden and i think another very prominent politician had had that, that had a rebound yeah, with this sickness so, so still everything's not known and when it comes to the antibodies we've got to remember in January, the Biden administration uh, got rid of antibodies and told everyone not to use it and prevented people from using it when it could have saved lives, yes. well, which so, is absolutely insane. I wanted to ask you, um, do you know the name of the of the phenomenon when you taste crap in your mouth and everything tastes like crap? You mean from Paxlovid? Not, it's not just from Paxlovid. There's a, there's a word oh, for a it. Oh, syndrome? Yeah, oh, dis, yeah. Disgusia, dis dis I think it's is called. Is that what it is? Because I remember, I remember people yeah. were getting COVID. Yeah. And then like there's a video of a woman crying saying everything tastes like Aww. sewage. Uh, like it, that's it, rare. That's rare. Yeah. Usually it just doesn't taste yeah. or it tastes salty. Disgusia is yeah. the distortion of the sense of taste. Is that kind of like disgusting? Disgusia? I, I guess. Word, yeah. hey, did they ever figure out what COVID was doing to people? Because I heard that it was uh, somehow causing the red blood cells to not be able to transport oxygen. Yes. 
That's probably true. Probably due to microvascular injury. This, this, something oh, wow. about the spike protein and the lining of the endothelium. That's where the story is. We don't have it fully worked out yet, but it was causing our tiniest vessels to dysfunction. So nutrients and oxygen and immune wow. cells. Yeah. So it's a lot of the brain stuff we've been worrying about is because of that microvasculature. In fact, it's pretty well established that the olfactory stuff, the smell stuff, is from this microvascular. Process. Oh, let's so let's the brain fog. Just really, just brain one more clip. There was They're another study. There was another another. Am study. I rooting this per, your program? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I just want to say one more thing because because this is such an important thing. <laughs> I, just, I can't stop. We're building the roads as we go. Just really quick. There's a new study released in the New England Journal of Medicine, uh, a study from Israel that talked about how uh, Paxlovid had no benefits to people under 65. Yes, That's yes, the early yes. studies. That, that, is, that, has well. been, that is, that has been, that is, so generally with COVID today, we know what we're doing with vaccines over the age of 75 and Paxlovid over 65. Otherwise, we don't really fully know what we're doing. What is Paxlovid? By the sense and sense of the, from a from a clinical and scientific standpoint, we have we're very clear, we're very very solid, you know, over seventy five, over sixty five. Under that, mm -mm. we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a lasso around this and yes. yank it Do right it. back yes. to yes. the. Yes. Uh, <laughs> what you get a hook out for me? You can just pull yeah. me off the stage. Pull it back to uh, yeah. uh, what, what's going on with the the immigration stuff. Yes, but, oh, yeah, but that. Wait a minute. Yeah. But we'll get back into this too. I don't want to like I don't want to just shut that yeah, down. I don't know what packs. But we actually exactly just have a handful of other stories related to the immigration crisis. It's a new and Pfizer drug. Let me let me see if I can. Uh, I want I want to pull up this tweet and kind of wrap up the segment. This is so good. This is John Hayward who tweeted one: sending fifty migrants to Martha's Vineyard is like the Holocaust. Two: ha ha ha. You just gave us a chance to show how compassionate we are. Three: we demand emergency uh, assistance. Four: get these damn migrants off our <laughs> island. Five: call the National <laughs> Guard all in twenty four hours. This uh -huh. is the red pilling of of what. Yes. You know, migrancy can become overly compassionate to a destructive purpose. Like, yeah, the idea of letting people that are suffering in and helping them is great. But when you actually see what that means for an infrastructure that can't handle it, it's, it can become destructive. No, no, no. You're wrong. The infrastructure can handle sure it. Can. Go on Airbnb right now and you look at Martha's Vineyard. There's enough houses that are available. There's enough rooms that are available. The Obamas have enough mansions mm -hmm. that are available. And someone said today on Twitter that and it Mansions caught my attention. Uh, I'm sorry. Mansions being one. Yeah, yeah, this vineyard. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, of course. But but someone said something on Twitter that really caught my attention today, and it said that the Democrats have a new immigration policy, and it's quote, "You don't got to go home, but you can't stay here," mm. and that's exactly what happened in Martha's Vineyard, and it's and it's and 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 DeSantis put it right on their doorsteps, and they showed what kind of big hypocrites they are. It's it's hilarious. Unfortunately, it's a violation of basic moral, certainly Kantian moral principles of using people as a means to an end. But it's so, a problem on all sides. Yeah, Where I, I agree. I agree. Chain? But the issue is that Biden has been doing it. The Biden yeah, administration has been trafficking children. Yeah. And so, but but here's the way I see it. For DeSantis, we know there's, there's a political stunt in, in Martha's Vineyard specifically. I'm not a fan of any of these people doing it. Now New York City is sending them back to Florida. It's just mm. outright crazy. But here's the funny thing. As they rag on Abbott and DeSantis over this, Biden's been sending the migrants to New York City. So they, they completely ignore the problem when it's Biden doing it, sending him to New York. Then as soon as Abbott or DeSantis does it, all of a sudden now it's a humanitarian crisis. Now, is that them or is that the media? Oh, the media. But, but the media they are the media. I mean, yeah. Yeah. what's the difference? Yeah. But this blaming like Biden or DeSantis, like isn't it the cartels that are running human trafficking across our border? It is leftist NGOs with U.S. influence going down and telling them the border's open and jobs are waiting for That's you. That's right. You had mentioned there, before the show that it might be big money involved. I don't know if Soros There's videos. Or, We've seen this during the big caravans of people who look American 
talking and working with these people. Yeah. And they're being told that you can come up, no one will stop you, and there's jobs waiting. You were saying Am- Ami Horowitz. Yeah, Ami Horowitz has some good videos on this. He, he embedded himself. He was. He said there's rail cars of food and it's a hospital and a school. It all travels with them. I mean, it's thousands of people going thousands of miles. What do you think? You just rely on the, the, the kindness of strangers as you walk into their town. Foraging the and farming as yeah. they go. Yeah. It's a business. So someone's profiting off of it. They're like mm-hmm. getting paid. It's human trafficking, essentially what's happening here. I wouldn't be surprised if there's big business in the U.S. behind it for cheap labor, mm. things like that. We've yeah. seen that in the past. Interesting. Well, Bernie yeah. Sanders called it a Koch brothers That's plan, right. a billionaire's plan to uh, get a bunch of cheap labor to, of course, lower wages and increase the housing costs for let everyone me, else. Let me pull up this story from the Daily Mail. This is, uh, Luke had just mentioned this a moment ago. Daily Mail says, what homeless crisis? Dozens of rooms and properties are available on Airbnb in Martha's Vineyard. After homelessness director claimed 50 illegal immigrants could not stay because there's no affordable housing. Uh-huh. It's a big lie. They, sh- they Look, pull up Airbnb and you will see the dozens, several dozen properties that are vacant right now. And I, I, I know you might be saying, but Tim, those are, that's private property. You can't just force. I ain't going to force anybody. The, the local government of all of these very wealthy individuals who pay very, very uh, large property taxes can spend the $200 per night to house these people until they can find a place for them. I don't see. I'm not even trying to be cute here. If these people shut up and said, what do we do with them? OK, it's going to cost us 10 grand. We're going to find them a home for three days to make them make sure they're comfortable, well taken care of and well fed. We can easily afford the 10 grand. Then we'll find a place that's more permanent or a, a way to transition them to something more permanent. Instead, what do they do? They call in the National Guard, ship them off to a military base. Oh, they also had a GoFundMe. They started $36,000 they raised. <laughs> I have another valuable. homeless wrinkle uh, as it pertains to immigration that it's, it's exposed something, which is that in the city of Los Angeles, we have 150,000 people sitting on the streets, lying on the sidewalks sick as hell but in any event uh and we've had roughly 500,000 undocumented workers come into the city give or take of those 500,000 people they have no home no money no family no job no passport they're there illegally i i dare you to find one on the street it's a housing problem and yet people with that kind of a of a of a, of a burden find housing yeah. no they have nothing and they find housing. Not one of them on the street this, out of 500,000. I used to live in LA and I worked at a restaurant with illegal immigrants that were working in the kitchen and they had like their own housing structure set up that only they could live at and it was dirt cheap, like 100 bucks a month. Well, I was they paying would, like 1,200 a month. They, but they, no, it's not that so much. They'd live in, they'd get eight or 10 of them together, together and they'd get yeah. a place, you know, and they'd go do it and they'd survive and they'd work real hard and they'd, then they'd move out and find another place. I think someone was funding their cheap rent I think it was like a an organization was making sure they had a place to stay for very cheap that, while they that, were there. That makes sense. Yeah, they they, sense. they work. Subsidized look, almost. even if you pay, even if these companies are paying illegal immigrants, they don't got to pay taxes. So they say like, so if they pay an illegal immigrant minimum wage. It wasn't my company that I was working at. It was like another illegal immigration company or group that was like making sure they only no, had to no, pay. Right. Under, I, I don't know. I don't know why their rent was so super cheap in, in on Sunset <laughs> in, in Silver Lake, L.A. Yeah, it key was bo- key, key bono is that is that the thing? Is who that benefits? benefits? Yeah, yep. who benefits? Yeah. As Alex Jones says it all the time. Yep. Key bono. And the worst part was that they were amazing people. Yes. This is what's so yes. crazy. Yes. But yeah, it's just the, the harsh reality of putting too many people together at once. I, I just it it makes me feel like you know uh, I mentioned this before the show. I mentioned mentioned it earlier on my other show. Um, it's the fall of the Roman Republic, not the Roman Empire. Um, and a lot of people have likened what's happening now to the Roman Empire. And maybe, I don't know, I was just reading and I was like, oh, it sounds like the Roman Republic. Like someone comes in because someone super chatted this yesterday saying that 
Caesar crossing the Rubicon wasn't the end. It was transforming the Republic into the empire, which made it last for another 200, you know, another two centuries. And so I, I was thinking about that, right? You bring up the homeless problem. We've had a homeless problem in LA for what, decades, several decades. Mm -hmm. And now we have a mass immigration problem, a mass illegal immigration problem. How are we supposed to accommodate more people when we can't even accommodate our own? Mm -hmm. It's just going to crumble and fall between. But we our could accommodate them. We refuse to. How well, we, we yeah. actively we actively have laws and systems that prevent us from treating these poor people. Like how do we do it? Oh my God, it'd be so simple. I mean, these are all my patients. These are look. If you took that same population and put them in four walls in a room, and they were dying at the rate they're dying right now, that that's a hospital. Except there are no doctors and no nurses, and doctors and nurses are not allowed to interact with them or deal with them at all. Why? Until they get so sick, they end up in the ER. And then if they say, I have a place to eat, I, I have two bucks for McDonald's, I have a place to live, that's my tent over there, that's it. You can't, And I don't want to kill myself and somebody else. You can't keep them. The hospital so, can't keep no, them? No, you can't keep so, them. So, so are you saying there's people with like... Um Drug addiction, schizophrenia, bipolar. Oh, it's just a It's just it's just an open air asylum now. The, these people with uh, schizophrenia, um, bipolar disorder. Mm -hmm. If they were given medication, would they thrive? They would thrive. We, we I worked with the, the state senate for a while trying to get trying to get a law passed to just be to take the heat off a little bit because we sent families up there and families were like, look, I have money, I have doctors ready to go, I have a bed for my son. Please help me bring him in. He doesn't want to come in because it's part of the the illness. They have something called right. anosognosia. They're blocked and seeing what's going on with them. They think they're living their best life. They're just getting sicker and sicker and they die. And uh, anosognosia is a, a neurological term. It just means kind of like denial. And uh, and they just told them to scram, get out of here. Get out of here. Who are you to say? It's, it's like it's on purpose, it's isn't it? Yes. It's disgusting. It, is it? What? It's terrible. Why is this? Why? Why? It's a, it, You know, I, I did a, a documentary called Beyond Homelessness with the Salvation Army. It's sort of making the rounds now. And the woman that spearheaded that, did the interviews and stuff, I was with her at a, at a film festival. I said, I said, I'm so tired. I just can't do it anymore. I can't do it. She goes, no, please keep going. I go, I go, well, I, I can't fight these guys. And I, you know, what, what, can we reason with them? And she turned to me, she snapped me. She goes, it's a religion for them. It's a religion. You can't reason with them. I thought, oh, great. And the religion is, People are free to do whatever. There's no such thing as brain diseases. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. no such thing that affects free will. There's no such thing that affects judgment. There's nothing. The, the only disease is dementia. That one, if you don't treat, you've abused a patient. And it is the same wow. exact symptom yeah. complex. And, and, yeah, and, and all the <laughs> studies and what we knew about dementia was also artificially inflated by a scientist that just made science up. But that was also a recent scientific finding as well. And Ian, you ask why. Do you think the government cares about you, Ian? Do you think the government ever <laughs> cared do. about you? Or do you they, think they're they there do. to provide a service? Mm -hmm. They don't. Absolutely no, he's not. Wrong. Luke, you're, I disagree. You're, you're completely wrong. Wrong. They Excuse me. The you. government cares about you we because you. if, yeah, if you're not around. Where your who, taxes coming from. Exactly. Exactly. California, they so, really need you. So they, 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 they see you as like, um, you know, a, a fresh ripe apple to be juiced, to just, yep. just squeeze as much as they can. And look, I got an apple tree. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
do I care about the apples? Well, look, I'm not going to go save the apples when they're injured, rotting or whatever. I'm going to throw them in the garbage. But I care about them insofar as I would like to take the ones that are good and use them for food and juice. Is it the problem where you can't, the, the California doesn't want you to be able to go take someone off the street and be like, you're sick, come with me? Yeah, nothing like that. If oh they, my God, nothing can, like that. Can the people you, no voluntarily come oh, sure. into the hospital oh, sure, and stay? But not when they're sick like that. That's very rare. But it's, it's you know, look, the term, we used to be able to keep people for suicide, homicide, and gravely disabled. Mm -hmm. Gravely disabled is essentially gone. And gravely what disabled if, is, what, is what's going on in this what if, uh What if we did this? What if we, uh, you know, just put lithium in the drinking water from Vox.com in 2018? How our drinking water could help prevent suicide. Is that what they just want to do? put lithium in the water and it, <laughs> that's, that's scary, right? Yeah, is that, are they really talking about it? Yes, this is Vox.com. This is mainstream NBC funded Vox.com putting an article out wow arguing that we should put lithium in our drinking water to kind of desensitize people this is because they found that people who lived near water sources that had lithium uh, were much happier they were less depressed, less suicidal. <laughs> so they're like all right let's do it quote unquote happier well i mean you knock on the door and they're like hello yeah in the right dose i think it would probably be good for you i imagine it's the third element i mean it's got to have something good this well, is fluoridation all over again well but this as is psychoactive I yeah mean, right and it's bad for your kidneys right. so like top down and your example, thyroid, top down your thyroid up big time. what's your experience with top down medicine because i find like what do you saying, mean top down like saying this is the vaccine everyone needs it whereas oh, everyone's different the centralization of medicine is one of the biggest catastrophes i've ever seen medicine is best practice a you know highly trained caring physician motivated informed patient that is your most efficient unit period anything else screws it up and now, you know, in medicine, look, I didn't realize 80% of physicians are employed now. So when all these physicians froze in place and stopped treating patients, I couldn't understand what was happening. Well, they got word from on high from the centralized authority, just sent them home. And that was it. Yeah. It was and, psychopathic. And that's crazy. I, and they didn't, they didn't even talk about early treatments. They didn't even talk about nothing. preventative treatments. Well, they, they, were told just, they were told, they were instructed to shut up. Don't do it. Well, exactly. So, which is what, crazy. What, what, so I got sick and then um, I felt fine. And I was like, I just feel like I'm a little sick. Then it got bad. And I was like, I'm going to call because maybe there's a protocol for this that I'm not aware of. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm somebody who reads constantly. But I was like, maybe they'll say like, hey, take this vitamin, do this or mm -hmm. otherwise. I called the local uh, hospital and they went, go to sleep. Yeah. Check and then it, I was keep, like, monitor your PO2. That's it. And they were like, just go to sleep. They didn't tell me to do anything. And then that night I got really bad and I was shaking. And so I was like, man. If the if I gotta call Joe Rogan, that's you know it's the only thing I can that's do. What, that's what I always think when I get sick. I Absolutely. gotta call Joe Rogan. Yeah, but, but, in all, but, but in all seriousness, it was um, I had talked to a doctor and they said there's nothing you can do. But I knew from the news, not even from talking to Joe, that he had gotten monoclonal antibodies. And I said maybe maybe there's something he knows. And by that. the way, his treatment was like a year into the pandemic. We had that stuff for six months before that. Right. It's crazy. It's, now, uh, dude, I, that to me is a public health failure. They should have been educating people how to, they want to save lives, educate people how to deal with their illness. Well, this is the crazy the thing. So uh, I, we, we, we all got sick. We all got the monoclonal antibodies and we were all like just yeah. overnight just yeah. better. Yeah. It was a weird experience. And then I remember um, hearing from my doctor that they were actually struggling to get more monoclonal antibodies at a certain point. There was a moment right around the time you probably got sick where they had trouble distributing it, trouble getting it, trouble accessing but, it. But they were saying it was, it was because the government was shutting it down. Yeah, they were they were making it harder to get, and then I think what Biden said no to it, or, or no, what you happened? know what it was how they just I think they yeah. started sending it into areas of risk. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Well, no, Biden tried to take it away from Florida, and Florida exactly. and Ron DeSantis had to fight back, saying no, yeah. stop trying to yes, take it away from happened. us. And then they limited it because they said it was quote ineffective. 
which absolutely made no sense at all uh, and was not backed by any science. One of the things that I've learned about public health is it's not about medicine. They are, they are, many of them are not even biologically trained, certainly not clinically trained. It's about equity. That is the new public health mantra. And if and that was not the right, it, yeah. it's, a, it's an important Didn't, prism. I get it's important, but it's not the whole story. And it was not useful or not important in terms of getting through this particular pandemic. W wasn't there somewhere? There was people in Texas denied antibodies because they were the wrong color of Correct. skin. That happened to a patient of mine. Yeah, wow. which is absolutely mind boggling, yeah. which is absolutely crazy. You take care of someone depending on how much they need to be taken care yeah. of, not because of the way that they were yeah. born with a particular so skin so, color. And this happened in the United States. I, I, There's a viral video of a guy filming as the nurse is telling him you don't qualify he's why not she's like oh you're white it's, it's absolutely mind-boggling now, now I'd, I'd forgotten about this chapter it's interesting i'd really forgotten about it but i remember yeah. they were reallocating it and sending it places where you know you couldn't get it but that's that was the deal it, yeah i had a patient really get really sick with it now he was it was probably omicron and it was before we had omicron specific monoclonals so i wasn't that at the time that upset about it but i thought man it might have helped him because he, he got right. really sick. Mm -hmm. That's just mm -hmm. yeah. He should People file died. a suit. I mean, that's a violation of the Civil Rights Act. People it, died because they, they were denied care. They were care. specific criteria that he did not meet. Man. Just these criteria that, that was has like, that changed? Oh, the now? most important yeah. criteria was the color of your skin. There was the same thing with the vaccine rollout too. Remember, I couldn't. Get, the reason I got COVID, I couldn't get the vaccine because I wasn't the right as that first they, equity rollout. Remember that they started. Yeah, yep. yeah. Marginalized and, people first. Right. And I couldn't get it. And I, even though I was treating COVID at the time, so and I was going to go, I was going to go volunteer my time in the ER. They lost me because I got so sick. And that's why it's important to point out that the CEO of these big pharma companies are very good, honorable people yeah. because they chose not to get the vaccine yeah. because people couldn't. Like do the it. Sacklers, they're very honorable. <laughs> yeah, the way they, the way they told people that, uh, what is it? Is an addictive. Uh, right. I, you know, I could go all, all day on the opioid opiates. crisis. I, that's, oh, I lived man. that one, man. And well, then, you know, and, we have maybe 20, 2098 in California now where doctors have their license taken away if they give out misinformation. Oh. You, you don't know yeah. about 2098? No. Oh, my God. This it. other side of the country hasn't heard about this yet. <laughs> we, they it. passed a bill that says if any doctor is uh, found to be giving out misinformation that it deviates from the standard of care, their their license could be uncovered. What's the standard of care? That's the problem. Uh -huh. I've seen standard of care when I when I first got to the psychiatric hospital. I started working at a psychiatric hospital in 1985. When I first got there, I acquired about two dozen patients that were the uh, subjects of the standard of care in the late 40s and 50s. Oof. Somebody put an ice pick up yep. above their eye and yep. swooped it back and forth, and they were disasters, disasters. And that was the standard of care. Then I had to live through the opioid standard of care. Pain is the fifth vital sign. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Pain is what the patient says it is. Pain yep. controls what the patient says right. it is. They also started per prosecuting physicians for inadequate treatment of pain. So we all froze. And we, we all froze and sent everything to the pain doctors, the pain management guys, who felt that anybody that didn't use as much opiates as possible was opiophobic. Patients are in control. Let them decide what they need. And my patients were being killed hand over wow. fist. What, it, what is Vicodin? That's an opiate. It, it is an opiate. Yeah. There's it's opiates crazy. and opioids. They're just the same right. thing. Yeah. They're the same thing. Yeah. M many people believe, you know, your politicians could be bought off by multinational corporations, but many people don't realize your doctors could be bought off uh -oh. by multinational corporations YouTube's, and they you, are. YouTube's yeah, but starting to hiccup and give us the business. We got a warning. Oh, oh see? You said Error. You said and the, I'm seeing the... You said uh, the I word. We had... Uh, uh, it's hiccuping. Oh, we had a, a, a we 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 were talking about an issue pertaining to the CIA and the FBI and politics. Yeah, we had and a then gap. There, then the video froze. So and then weird. when you go back to watch it, that section is missing. It's not there. So it's, it's important you know, that we talk about people are the putting, putting F in the jet. Look, no. look, 
We've got we've got ultra high speed business, very expensive internet. I can see that our stream buffering, rate is buffering. is green and perfect. And people in the chat are like F F F and the video is struggling right now. So don't I'm sorry if I don't believe it's a coincidence that we're having this conversation and all of a sudden it's like believe nothing. Nothing. Yeah, it's what I deal with all the time. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't assume I, anything. I've I'm infected your guy. Let's talk about the Civil War. There's so much good Civil War. No, they don't care when we talk about that. It, it, I know, that's what to, I'm saying. Let's, let's well, get off this because well, well, I literally, I'm like, Harper Ferry's right here. It's like, John. So, Dr. Drew, do you think there's a Civil War coming? No. No, you don't. Do not. Really, why not? I, I just, I don't see armies forming. And I, I there could be some violence that happens, I'm sure. Armies forming, though. Why, why do you think armies would need to form? I, I mean, your civil unrest is not civil war. You need, you know, I don't but know. Maybe I made my idea of civil war is sort of about. It's based on America. Yeah. Maybe. And when you look at other countries, civil war, uh, Syria, for instance, there weren't armies. I mean, you had the uh, the Syrian army, right? But that's the national army. You had, I think, in the beginning of the Syrian uh, revolution and civil war, twelve disparate factions of random people with random weapons. There's even a video of, uh, uh, I think it was, it wasn't ISIS. It was another terror. terror well, they say terror group. Um, I'm not sure exactly which group it was driving a truck from Detroit or whatever. They oh, yeah. get their hands on whatever they get their hands on. And so I think one of the mistakes a lot of people make is they assume civil war is going to be like one you know, faction of states and their armies versus another faction of states and their armies because of an American perspective. You look at Spain and other countries and it's like, I mean, we've got militant far left extremists engaging in terror. We've got right wing militias lurking in the shadows and training and, and biding their time. I just think we we have, we have fifty independent states. They are also different from one another. People just will vote with their feet. They'll just move. Hmm. They but that's them. that is a precursor to to civil conflict or civil What's unrest that? or war. Movement, geographic hyperpolarization. So yeah, it's, it, true. it's so I hear from a lot of people. One of the scariest things actually is uh, people 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 started moving out of New York with COVID and all that stuff. People started moving for political reasons. We moved for political reasons. We were in South Jersey. The riots happened. The riots crossed the bridge, and I went. This is crazy. Riders cross the bridge out of Philly into the suburbs. Nah, I'm not interested in that. So we come out to the tri-state, you know, mostly West Virginia area. And uh, what ends up happening is geographic hyperpolarization will result in staunch jurisdictions, which could result in a confederacy and a union type scenario. You you need people. So you got New York City with like, oh, it's, you know, California's a state, 60% Democrat, 30% Republican or something like that. That actually keeps some stability, but it keeps skewing further and further into into the left because people who are who, the, the leaving. More, you're leaving, yeah. and then the state will become completely dominated by one faction, and then it already is, it already is, and right, but getting worse. Yeah. So then California allows illegal immigrants to come through their border, but guess what? There's no border checkpoint between California and say Nevada. Eventually, one of these other states is going to say, we won't tolerate this, Arizona maybe, and they'll put up a border checkpoint and say, California won't do it. Well, we're going to guard from California and from our southern border. Carrie Lake talks about declaring an invasion and sending the National Guard down to the southern border if she wins uh, the, the gubernatorial election. Carrie, what are you going to do with, with the, the borders to the, to the west of these other states? Are you going to put up checkpoints and National Guard there? Because if California lets them in, they'll come in there and they'll come right through. These are the kind of things that I think will, will lead to... Uh, the escalation. And I think one of the scariest things actually is we're in this calm before the storm where you get people like Bill Burr saying, if you go outside and, and, you, and you talk to people, nobody's fighting anybody. It's just the internet. And it's like, yeah, that's like when people have hyperpolarized to the point where, of course, Democrats aren't fighting Democrats in New York. They agree with each other. Of course, you know, conservatives in the, in Southern states aren't fighting each other. They agree with each other there. 
Now you're seeing split via territory to a more and more extreme degree. And this is not a new phenomenon. There was a map that was posted. I think it may have been by Matthew Iglesias. I'm not entirely sure. A guy from Vox. And it shows how since the 80s, it was a map of partisanship by region. And this, the, the, the country was mostly white because it was 50-50 in most places with some pink and some light blue in certain areas that were somewhat partisan. And every election cycle, you can see areas getting darker red and areas getting darker blue. That's been the 20 years of geographic hyperpolarization. So I'm not saying I know for sure, um, but I'm, I'm certainly worried that we're in that territory and that things are getting worse. I, I worry, there's something back could happen. I worry, I'm not clear what it takes to get out of this. I, I have faith in the better angels of our nature, but hmm, we'll see. Since we started talking about Civil War, YouTube's connection yeah, has drastically fine. improved. How's that? Weird. <laughs> no, I for real. I'm sure I see. I just, Let's I was test talking. it out again. Let's talk about the medical <laughs> stuff right now and talk about Big Pharma robbing and screwing everyone's health over. <laughs> I don't trust Big Pharma. I've never trusted Big Pharma. And I'm surprised that uh, all of the former leftists, I don't know what you'd call them these days, are now just in favor of Big Pharma. So... <laughs> It's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. Not oh, just in favor, a, but but virtue signal around them. Everything, everything they say is uh, we do, it, it just thus saith the Lord. And we attack were, non-believers. We were, yeah, we were ragging yeah. on. They, they, I should say we, but the country was ragging on pharma, bro, for a long time. Yeah, these pharmaceutical companies are yeah. ripping us off, and now it's like I don't wh- think they understand on what flimsy evidence everything was pushed through. Yeah, how how extraordinary the circumstance were, and that was extraordinary circumstance. I understand. And if they were more clear, like, hey, it's a wartime kind of posture, and we're we're gonna we're gonna have a it's a fog of war in addition, and we're not quite sure what we're doing, but we're probably gonna accept more yeah. problems than we normally would. We normally wouldn't push stuff like this through, but we're trying to deal with a horrible problem. They is, didn't is, say is, that. Is there someone at YouTube with their finger, like they have they have a <laughs> throttle button? Yeah, and they're like, oh, they're it's doing it, and it's they just AI. push. It. Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah. It's probably just AI. Yeah. But Doctor yep. Drew, it didn't change. There, there's now what eight. Lab, lab rats that are behind the, the latest procedure yeah, and, that they're trying to tell and, everyone and to take got, right and now? And they all got COVID. Yes. They, they, <laughs> they, the rats they, did? So there's they're, eight they're, lab rats that are behind the latest study yeah. that are, are that, the, that, the that is having the FDA the, pushing this latest booster shot. The so-called bivalent booster has not been tested on humans. Oh, period. Wow. Only eight rats. eight rats. Has it been That's given it. to humans? Yeah, now it has been distributed. It's it's being pushed twelve. The FDA is telling and, people to go get it. It's and the, by the rush. Way, I don't like the rush. The more the more serious problem is the fact that this is that, CBS. This is CBS yes, reporting. Yes, right here, CBS17.com. Yeah, uh, yes. it, they, they say it. Uh, this should, is it should it matter? They say well because yes. this, the reason the reason the, the justification is this is how we develop our flu shots. This is how we test and develop flu shots every year. But that's a very very different sort of platform. It, just re, just real quick, this one's for you, YouTube. All we're talking about is CBS, a CBS website that is NewsGuard certified with a 92.5 out of 100 score saying, they say the basic fact is true. The preliminary findings presented by Pfizer were based on tests in eight mice. There you go. That's complete insanity in my opinion. And now the FDA is telling Unless you to go it's get an it. emergency. Well, it gets worse. It Unless gets worse. it's an absolute. It's worse. Well, it gets worse. Thank you. So there is all this, you know, Dr. Paul Offit, one of the one of the major proponents of the vaccine, the mRNA vaccine stuff. And by the way, Above 75, I am, I'm vaccinating the hell out of my patients. And they're taking this one too. I'm giving, because the benefits are clear. They've done great in Paxivit. I'm using lots of Paxivit in that age group. If you're over 75 years of old, of age, 
the the consequences can kill you and the treatments are working they're preventing that they're preventing serious illness they're preventing them from dying this is what's going on in the older age groups younger it gets much less clear you brought up earlier 65 under for Paxlovid. we don't know what we're doing we really yep, don't know what yep. we're doing under 40 with the vaccines we really don't know but dr paul Offit, because of a signal that's coming out that maybe there's some problems in younger males particularly particularly with the moderna vaccine he said you know i don't think the younger males should take this omicron vaccine Walensky, the head of the CDC, came out and said, they asked her, they go, well, you Paul off, it's your guy. He said, don't do this. And why, why are you saying 12 and above? And she goes, she literally says this out loud into a microphone on a national platform. We're just trying to simplify our messaging. So we're saying 12 and above. Yeah. To simplify our messaging yeah. inside of there being a possible problem with the vaccine in, in males. So this was Paul Offit, you said? Yep. How do I how do I look this one up? I'm be... Good luck on uh, Google, Doctor Paul Offit, <laughs> yeah. young male vaccine. There, there it is. There it is, right there. One, the, one? For kids under five, he's saying no. Five to eleven. No need to explain it better. There it is. Down, down below, you were just there. This one. One more. This one right says there. we need to explain it better. Yeah, and and I will stress this too. Um, you know, Doctor Drew. That was the original vaccine. No, that wasn't really. the, this one. Yeah. Right. Uh, obviously, you are literally Doctor Drew, but yeah. I would encourage people if they're, you know, for whatever their health issues are. Talk to your doctor, doctor and patient. That's well, it. Talk well, to your doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor Drew is not your doctor. No, I was educational. This is a, this is a podcast. No, 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 no. Oh, and I, and and also, I think it's important to consider too that um, generalities versus uh, specific issues. So. And I'm not saying don't get the vaccine. I'm saying I'm I'm not by any means. Like I said, I'm recommending it strongly. Really, pretty much all my patients over 65. It's that when you get younger and you're male, make that decision with your doctor. It's a hard decision. You got to make that together. What I, I, just, I just my 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 point is I think when it comes to the internet stuff, people might see a general claim or mm. a general thing. It doesn't apply to them, and they might not realize it unless well, they go and talk that, to it. I yeah, mean, you said what was the, the quote? They want to be as general as possible. No, they said we need to we need to simplify our messaging. Right. So we're just saying twelve. Uh, that, we that, are simplifying our message. You need to get your fully bolstered if you're over the age of 12. See, and exact what we're talking quote, about is Wilinski. not making simplified MSNBC. statements about this. She so for a MSNBC. doctor to be simplifying things to a patient is kind well, of stupid. Like, take it whenever. I just retweeted wait, it. Here's the problem. If that's now the standard of care. And so if I talk to a patient and go, hey, look, there's here's the signal. Yep. We're concerned. And 17-year-olds, we're seeing this. Now I violated the standard of care. I could lose my Tim, license. Tim, I just because retweeted the, the video. Is simplified. I, if you're looking for the video, I just retweeted it, it is, by the way, was. on my Twitter account. Yeah, that she, he was up at the top of the page here. It's, I mean, if anything, this is exposing that we have been, that our system of medicine in the, in the world me, is very chaotic public right health now. Let me, let me read what Pointer says. System. Pointer says, Walensky told Jansen, we are simplifying our message. The message is you need to get your fall booster vaccine, so go ahead and get it. If you're over the age of 12, if you've received your primary series, if you're more than two months out of your last shot, you can get an updated vaccine. And so we've intentionally simplified the message. So it's very, very clear. It's also very clear that those who are over the age of 50, even over the age of 60 or 70, are more at risk for severe disease, True. hospitalization, and death. Yep. And it is especially important that people in that demographic and others who are at high risk she of made, severe disease get that updated she vaccine. Made tons of, she made tons of sense in the latter half of that statement. When I was listening to it when it happened, I thought it was so weird. The beginning part of it was like, what are you saying? Yeah. And then the latter part was like, okay, yeah, that's right. For someone why at the CDC well, to say, why, you why, need why, to do this. Well, is that, that's where, that's where, not my okay, doctor. Why, why don't they just tell you to please go and consult your, your physician? I have no idea. So, so... Uh, Casey Neistat, he's a cool dude, um, a big fan of his. He tweeted something like, go get vaccinated. And then I responded with, go and talk to your doctor first yeah, or something sure. like that. And then he said something to me like, 
Funny, I didn't go to a doctor. I just went to uh, pharmacy. Uh, a, no, a, a drive-through. Yeah. Stuck my arm out the window, and they gave me the vaccine. And then I was like, "With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere." This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That person doesn't know your history. They don't, they don't have a relationship with you. It's just a random person. Like to me, that seems irresponsible. You should go to your doctor. But here's the crazy thing. The response I got from all of these, these people were like, I was being an anti-vaxxer for telling people telling people, go, go to a doctor and ask about the vaccine. That was considered anti-vax. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, and it goes, and they're a Trumper, except you're not a Trumper because it's his vaccine. So well, it's they, they, very they, strange. They it's respond, so strange. they respond to me, but Tim, the doctor would just say, get the vaccine. And I'm like, then what's no. the problem? Here's my yeah. thing. Here's my thing. If, if you go to somebody who's not your doctor and ask them for medication, I think you're, you're call, in trouble. Call Joe Rogan. And but I mean, Joe <laughs> Rogan's advice was call a doctor. No, you know course, what I mean? Of course. If you, if you go to someone who's not your doctor, who's like a, a, a pharmacy attack or something to get a medication and they don't know your history. My concern with all of this was that, oh, we're getting the error again. My concern, uh. my concern was that we're, there are adverse effects yep. for, for all medications. All medication. Anytime you interact with the medical system, there's always potential for trouble. Always. And so when you go to your doctor, they ask you for your allergies and things yep. like that. Yep. If you go to a stranger and they don't know you and you sit down in front of a 7-Eleven, I mean, what if you have an egg allergy, which was one of the contraindications or whatever? I think it's really important that people just do like, hey, this is a really important thing that's going on with this pandemic. You should talk to your doctor because what I don't want to see is people who could have avoided adverse events being subject to these adverse events and then conspiracy theorists being like, aha, that's proof. And it's like, no, 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 no. You go to your doctor, minimize risk, maximize your benefit. Your doctor knows your medical history better than anybody else. And can fully inform you for your particular circumstance. So you do a truly informed consent on the care as opposed to mandated streamlined you know sort of recommendations it's kind of they're like, hitting us again it's it's as if it's kind of being treated where there's no public sanitation because like the spanish flu i think they were afraid it was going to be something like that but they didn't have like running water and soap a lot of people didn't i mean a lot of people did but we, if we didn't have running water and COVID hit it probably would have killed a huge segment like half the population you know it could have without running water but that's well, no this is actually a, a good point i think what people don't realize too is when the, when the pandemic first hit, a lot of people, myself included, we were like, hey, maybe we got to take this seriously. This is getting freaky. We were looking at what's happening in China and stuff. And maybe it would have been 100 years ago when we didn't have the same degree of sanitation and access to uh, refrigerators and, and clean running water and things like that. It probably would have been substantially worse. Oh, yeah. COVID, it was nasty. Well, it was know, nasty to do me. Do you know where, say, terms like social distancing came from and mm-hmm. six feet distancing? Made up out of whole cloth. Mm-hmm. Completely, completely yeah. made up by yeah. the NIH. Completely. By who? NIH? I, I, yeah. There was a the guy named Paul Alexander who was at the table and they, he was like, why six feet? He goes, oh, that sounds right. <laughs> sounds right. And the, you will not find, see the term social distancing in any infectious disease textbook in publication. It doesn't exist. And then six feet is just completely made up yeah. out of whole yeah. cloth. Yeah. And the, um, 
all these things, lockdown, that was all made up too. That's never been advocated before in, in, in human history. The plexiglass thing, totally made up as oh well. My, no and, science and, behind and clearly that as well. a bad and you idea, couldn't get anywhere else. Yes, and it yeah. also made sure that the germs were all building up on one particular wall and platform and staying there. And and, and as you said, they, you're getting me riled up because you're bringing up all the things that I, that I remember <laughs> are just coming back in the back of my mind and I'm ready just to, well, to, now, to now, go on a tangent here. It needs a post-mortem where I'm trying to interview all the people yeah. and put it all together. So that's what I'm doing on Wednesdays at 3 o'clock Eastern Pacific. I, I do want to talk about censorship because yeah. we've had this this story in well, way. You're being censored right now. I, well, just because I'm talking about medicine by a physician with doubly board certified two fellowships and I'm I'm being censored for just discussing the facts. Maybe. We maybe. don't know for sure. Oh, it's just where it happens to be all the time. Oh, I, I got to say that there's a there's very few circumstances where for some reason it's on, it's on YouTube's end. Okay. So for, for those that are just tuning in, we are we are we're getting weird hiccups uh, on the show. And um we have a uh, high speed gigabit fiber connection i can I, I we track our own network we've got it's it's robust it's professional it's not on our end on youtube's end something must be going wrong forgive me if i don't think this is just coincidence and, Which, and it correlates with us talking about these particular topics we like switch to civil war and then it, it i'm not kidding uh it says excellent connection and then a yellow a yellow bar appears saying error youtube is not receiving enough information that's the that's fifth generational warfare if it's really happening which might be i worked in social media administration sometimes stuff goes wrong people think it's coincidence yeah yeah it can uh, oftentimes be technical technical glitches but you know that's what fifth generational warfare is is psychological warfare when you don't know what's happening alex berenson got another uh, opinion from a judge oh today. this is huge yeah. we got to pull this yeah. up to this, me, uh, to this point the fifth circuit to court of appeals came yeah the the floodgates have been opened my friends let me pull up his twitter account all right, let's see. There it is. Is this, this one's that right? It. So here yeah. we go, ladies and gentlemen. This is huge news. Alex Berenson, he's a journalist, says, boom, I say again, boom. The <laughs> wow. Federal Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals just said Twitter and other social media platforms don't have an unlimited right to discriminate against speech. Let a thousand flowers bloom. Why? And there's the uh, opinion. I hope James O'Keefe is listening somewhere off in the distance and um, gearing up for war. <laughs> here we go. It says the First Amendment protects speech. It generally prevents the government from interfering with people's speech or forcing them to speak. The platforms argue that because they are host and transmit speech, the First Amendment also gives them an unqualified license to invalidate laws that hinder them from censoring speech they don't like. And they say that license entitles them to pre-enforcement facial relief against HB 20. We reject the platform's attempt to extract a free-willing censorship right from the Constitution's free speech guarantee. The platforms are not newspapers. Their censorship is not speech. They're not entitled to pre-enforcement facial relief. Is it facial? Is it facial? And yeah. HB 20 is constitutional because it neither compels nor obstructs the platform's own speech in any way. The district court erred in concluding otherwise and abused its discretion by issuing a preliminary injunction. The preliminary injunction is vacated and this case is remanded for further proceedings consistent with this opinion. The floodgates have been opened. Not to mention, not to mention, we, we've seen uh, numerous reports now that the federal government has been colluding with big tech to censor. So particularly when it came to Fauci, Luke, you mentioned this, they went after a Fauci parody account. Yep. They were like, can we get this one taken down? It's not one of ours, something like that. The government went after Alex Berenson, the White House. I believe it was the White House, contacted Twitter and said, why haven't you banned him yet? Yes, correct. So that, now he, he won that case. He won it. Well, he didn't win the case. He got he got uh, settlement. And he got settlement and he got the disclosure. He got the uh, what do they call it when they can you can find discovery? all the facts? discovery. He got discovery. And that's where they found this communication. And uh, now he's won another major victory here. So uh, this is fantastic. He told me it's just the beginning. He's going to continue. 
Well, Good. I'm yeah. glad to see it. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe we need a concerted effort. Maybe we need to figure out how we can. Um, I mean, anybody who's, who's been impacted by this needs to file suit. I think we've got a class action already. There are the, a bunch of physicians doing class action against Facebook. Oh, that and, yeah. and that one's really important, yeah. especially. Yeah, because they ruined people's career. They really destroyed people. Why? Because fear, the public health authorities in this country decided they needed to use fear to follow a zero COVID policy. And they believed their Chinese associates and, and professional colleagues that the lockdown was the only way to do that. That was the first time this country, West, had ever thought about locking down. It was the Chinese Communist Party policy. I will, I will, I will say this uh, as well right now. With this statement here from Alex Berenson, uh, I am going to have our lawyers sitting ready and waiting. In, in case the they, in case they uh, censor tonight, uh, or, or or otherwise. Yeah. I mean, it is it is absolutely insane that these companies think they are immune. And and I've argued this a million times. Now that we know there's been direct collusion, I'd be willing to I, I'd be willing to bet we can find the same collusion between Google and the government that we found between Twitter and the government and Facebook. Mm. Mark Zuckerberg's admission, you think YouTube's clean in this one? I doubt it. Absolutely. Doubt why, it. why are they focused on certain so things? You, so yeah. YouTube can back off and let conversations in the public sphere happen, or they can face discovery and be included in this wave, oh, which will ultimately yeah. create a cascade of negative impacts on their platform. Yeah. Mainline medical doctors were censored. Their voice was taken away from the commons because they dared to show data and science that didn't go along with the narrative and paradigm that they and, wanted people to go along. So seeing this news, it emboldens me. It shows me, you know what? Take me down, censor me, because th th we could fight this in a court of law. And I will, if anything happens to me from now on, let's go. To, we're to gonna be fair, I, I now have had a little relationship with YouTube, and they very kindly reinstated. So you can get reinstated. Not just yourself, it's but the, there's other doctors. It's the that AI that's the problem, yeah, but, and they need to adjust that. Yeah, the code needs to be it's free. Not, it's listen, not listen. just that. It's not just that. There's other doctors. We can't even mention their names yeah, here that you interviewed mm -hmm. that aren't that don't have a relationship that haven't gotten their channel back. Mm -hmm. So, so it's not just the AI. This is the, this is the issue with rulings like this. What will happen is, I assure you that when this when this he posted this four hours ago. I'm willing to bet that a legal team that's working with YouTube or whatever immediately said, we need to have a meeting right now. And I would imagine part of their advice to YouTube was, if you do cross that line, you could, so we'll, we'll put it in simple math terms. If you think someone saying a bad thing on your platform will cause you, let's say, one degree of damage. So you make a move against that to rectify that one degree of damage. You could then be on the hook for 10 times as much damage. If you censor someone, because you don't like what they've said and they sue you, it may it might open the floodgates to eliminate all of your protections. So you need to pull back. This is what often happens. They'll say, don't fight this battle because it'll make things worse. An example is when it was, what was it? Mississippi had that the abortion law. Was that mm -hmm. Mississippi? Mm -hmm. yeah. And then that, so this group was like, we're going to sue to stop this. And then the Supreme Court basically wipes out Roe v. Wade. This is one of the big issues with getting involved in a legal battle. You can make it worse for yourself when you lose, or you can strategically retreat and pull back. This makes me think that Twitter, apparently corporations think they have free speech. A corporation, an entity, an invisible entity thinks it has free speech on the U.S. Constitution. Maybe it does they technically. Do. But megacorps are different beasts. And social media is like the phone company. It's not, it doesn't. Choosing who to shut down is not a form of free speech. If you come, maybe if it's you come into my house and you're saying something I don't want you to say, I control the land. I can, I have my free speech overrides yours. I guess that's the way it works legally. But for a corporation, no, I think times are changed. They're a phone changed. company. I'll tell, I'll tell you what. If YouTube says, 
if, if the rules were this, if you violate our policies, we will remove you from the partner program. I would say fair enough. Yeah, it, 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 it is. There's, I don't believe there's an obligation for YouTube to sell on my behalf advertising, but to restrict people's access to your content. Like we, we've been dealing this with now for the past couple of weeks, probably because we're within two months of the election. Our thumbnails don't load. When we launch the live stream for this show right now that you're watching, many of you might notice on the homepage of YouTube, even if you do see it, it's a gray block. And then Ian will be like, Tim, the, the thumbnail's not up. And I'm like, ah, and I have to go in and every put night, it up. Every, every night, almost every night. And, 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 and the issue is we can see that, that that has a direct impact on viewers because people scrolling their homepage won't see the thumbnail and they just won't out of sight, out of mind. We also, several times in this show, got a weird YouTube error when we talked about certain things. That literally happens. So, you know, look, they play these dirty games. They've been playing them with us for a while now. And it is, it is insane to me that YouTube is basically supposed to be like a common carrier. It's supposed to be like a phone company. It's supposed to be a platform. But instead, they act like a newspaper. They have editorial rules. They say, here's our editorial rules you have to abide by. Sometimes they don't even tell you the rules. There was an instance where there was a guy we call Voldemort. If you said his name, they would delete your video outright, mm-hmm. even though it was never posted in their rules. That was the case. Right. Well, I, I've gone back several times and asked what the rules are. They won't tell you. Right. Yeah. They, they have some rules listed. I know uh, uh, one guy. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to come. I don't want them coming after his new show. But with no strikes, no rule breaks, they deleted his entire channel. Three hundred and something thousand yeah. subscribers. You know, they no did question. tell us that they were having sort of they were under a sort of a multinational attack right now with a lot of misinformation, which kind of interesting to me that somebody's trying to already stir things up as the election goes in. And to some extent, I, I kind of, you know, I, I want them not to be allowing stuff that's designed to harm us right but the, and they, the, they have found that certain topics are in but in just that really zone. quick I, I think there's no rules because they want you to be paranoid they want you to censor yourself they want you to be scared to even dare mission accomplished something that that, yep. that, that could go against yep. the, the, the grain or the establishment and i think it's, how about it's, the same uh, 2098 i could lose my license yeah. i'm scared shit and it's and, 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 and it's <laughs> a, let it out drew it, it, it it's out. a lot more sinister than than just like hey let's let's try to you know keep the rules here because because you look at what the what Facebook was doing with the FBI. Facebook was, was colluding with them, giving them information, spying on people, getting people's private messages. But they also did that w- with COVID. There's Facebook emails showing how Zuckerberg was offering Dr. Fauci data on users to help the lockdown policies, mm-hmm. to help people make sure that they weren't going outside of their homes. Facebook was volunteering that information. So the, the way that they work together, the way that they collude is far more interconnected than we even know about. I think if we're going to avoid a civil war, uh, it's by giving people control of their social media networks and their money. Their, their money. I know they're trying to turn Ethereum into the new global currency right now. It's a really new, yeah. Ethereum. That's what it's pretty much. They're like, oh, they just took they t- took Ethereum off of proof of work, meaning the miners that were making it. It's no longer that. Now it's proof of stake as of like two days ago. So whoever has the Ethereum is going to control the Ethereum network. Basically, they created fiat. Mm. They they just created another digital fiat, and it looks like they're going to try and make that the global currency. Ethereum and though? make. Who's yeah, they? Ethereum. Uh, who is doing it? Klaus Probably Schwab. the American government, the World Economic Forum, the Chinese government. You know, those are probably the three biggest movers on the planet. Maybe I mean, other corporations. Re- you're familiar with the Great Reset. Well, I see a book right there about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, will, you probably will own nothing and you'll be happy. I've, I, what? You will own nothing and you will yeah, be happy. I'm right. sorry. We, we, that's the quote, but it's actually, you will own nothing, you will have no privacy, and you will be happy. Yeah. The actual quote was from a tweet. 
it, the year is, was it 2030? 2030. Yeah. I own nothing. I have no privacy and I've never been happier. It was yes. an article in a policy paper that they were pushing for their vision of what's going to be happening in the future, which goes along the same principles of the UN 2030 vision. I just want, I want to point out too that um, to a certain degree, owning less stuff will actually make you, make you happy. Yes. They say that when you own stuff, your stuff owns you. But this, what we're getting from their vision of it is not exactly what is meant by owning nothing. Owning nothing is like having your necessities and then foregoing the ridiculous quest for material goods like luxuries. But their vision is more like you're going to eat a bag of crickets and live in a pod. I think they want to strip property rights away from yeah. people. And that's like the basis of this country of is property basis, rights. That's, and that's the basis of communism. And that you won't be able to escape and you won't be able to have a car and you won't be able to transport and you won't See, be able to the, move anywhere. It's the worst thing. You know, like back in the day, if like things got bad, you could be like, well, I guess I'll go exile myself and live in the woods or whatever, or just go off somewhere else. There's nowhere to go anymore. They track you everywhere. It's by design. Well, I don't know if it's everywhere, but that's what they... I think you guys are totally depressing me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm stressed about this because I feel like we're about to evolve from the liberal economic order, which we've had since 1946, where it's American-led rules-based economy, military bases, to a new world order, which mm -hmm. is like this new global technocratic governance where they're trying to spy on people and make sure they're not stepping out of line because they don't want people to go crazy. They don't want people to blow things up. They don't want Hitler to come again. I get it. I get that the, the purpose may be seem like benevolent, but stripping people of their property rights isn't going to go well in the United States. Um, and we need to work together with you, Klaus, and you know that, uh, to make a better world. I, I think decentralized I, property ownership is key, man. Can Ian, you know, when I when I go out to Chicken City and they're, they're balking at me, do you think I care? No, but no. Margaret escaped. Not at all, but we're not chickens. And Margaret and rules. Margaret escaped. She she was. <laughs> Where'd she go? So we have uh, I, I we saw have it. Chicken City. Yes, sorry. And then we have a green plastic fence around it, so the chickens can come out and graze in the fresh grass. And Margaret is clever and finds a way. She finds areas to slip through because there's more bugs and fresh berries and things like that outside ah. of the grass graze. She brought the frizzle with her this time. Woo! <laughs> Get it, <And> girl. <laughs> that and we don't like that because we want to control this. And they balk at me because they want to come out. I don't care what they're saying. So look, when you say Klaus, Klaus, we got to work together. He's looking at you like you're some dumb chicken. Going, uh, bark, bark. Maybe, but he's obviously <laughs> looking at me like I have good taste in book coverings. <laughs> <Right. laughs> um, I love how Klaus Schwab He's stole ripped your off book. my freaking font. Almost not the font, not the font. So what's happening is it's the battle between order and chaos. The, the, the Klaus and his buddies, they want order. They want world order. This is a new world order. They don't like chaos. I get it, but no. you need a balance. And order, you could argue, is a little bit better than chaos, but you need a balance of the two. You it's, cannot have one without the other it's order out of chaos which is essentially their their guiding principles but but dr Bro drew I, w I wanted to come back to what you said you're saying you're getting depressed i think you getting you know depressed and sad about this is all a part of the conditioning all a part of the plan and i think they win if you are like this we are hey, presented, here i showed up yeah we're presented with a lot of challenges we're presented with a lot of opportunities as well so in the face of all the adversity we could either make ourselves better or we could bow down and let them win and i think this has given us an incredible opportunity to challenge ourselves, test ourselves, and to really try to be the best versions I of ourselves. Just walking around here, I went running today at the little, what's the city, Borough, some, something by the, oh, Brunswick? Brunswick, Brunswick. Yeah. I was running yeah. Brunswick. The trail, did you go on the trail, the Appalachian By the trail. river, I went down yeah. by the river and stuff, awesome. and I ran, 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 ran. And I, I feel like I can fill my lungs here. People are happy, there's yeah. something, There's a history attached to everything. The, the, the lockdowns were particularly weak. Yeah. When we were here, it was like, yeah. they were kind of there, but everyone kind of just was like, you, you go to California, just you feel terrible. It's the break, yeah. I got in the break dust? The yeah, dust? apparently the brake dust is so small, particularly that it goes through the alveoli in your lungs from the train. 
from the cars hitting the brakes. Oh, our, in our city. Are you in LA? Yeah, yeah. yeah but, from but, I, but we're not, but, well, we are kind of by freeway. Yeah. Like it's not as much the smog as it is the brake dust, apparently. Mm, right. I, I don't know much about Well, yeah, I would wanna, happily take the brake dust if our if I governor would have, be a rational person, you know, and start to help us it's help too, the people that are dying on our streets every day and not encumber our licenses for crazy things and all these just crazy things we're doing what, in California. You think oh, California's too big? I, I kind of see it being split in half, maybe north and south as two different states. I don't know. I got I to gotta read page 43 of Ian's book. Yeah, bring it up. This is Writing in the Dark by Ian Crossland. It's funny. It's funny how fire burns straight up. What is it? Electrons, dissembled, dissembled carbon. That's what it says. Or whatever is producing the flame. It's reddish, yellow, blue, white, red, like the American flag. Stars and stripes look like a burning fire. Anyway, it burns away from the center, not necessarily lighter than air, though it may be. It burns up away from the center of the suck, sucked up away from like anti-gravity. What is it escaping from? Pressure? I have a feeling if you created a system, a pressurized system, where there is a pressurized fire and a low pressure side, it may burn sideways, though it may still burn away from the Earth's core. Too many assumptions without experimentation. It's, it's, I got to tell you, man, it's just like, it sounds like you were stoned and just writing stuff you were thinking. <laughs> well, that's been but me I, for but like I, 20 years, man. No, I know, <laughs> I know. This but was, I, but this I mean was this. at a very low point in my life. It was but almost I actually like psychosis. Think I, I, I am, I am literally uh, encouraging that because it's a fascinating, like, it's a fascinating thing to think about. Yeah, I wrote it as a joke. I just was bored and depressed. We were starting minds, so I was like, I had some vision in my life, but at the same time, I was totally disenfranchised with the world. Like, with the, with the Federal Reserve, I'd learned about the military industrial complex. I felt lost. I felt like, what you mentioned what, earlier how I'm depressed. feeling right now yeah like mm -hmm. well no I, I love what it because like you? you can read what fire is you know what I mean you can google it and look it up <laughs> yeah. instead I would that just be like poetic. I'm Charles was Bukowski right. yeah, I, know. Yeah. <laughs> I would drink because I wanted to be like Bukowski I'm like that's not a good reason Don't to start drinking yeah. you didn't beat women did you no I never did <laughs> that was his big thing they smoked a lot oh my god alcohol shrinks your brain so we're on the we're on the precipice of a a global revolution I rolled a 76 what I rolled a 76 in the what did you roll earlier by the way uh it was hit oh it was I me i rolled a 67 actually 67 like the opposite of yours yeah 76 yeah. or 1776 from each other yeah. yeah weird uh i something is about to change i mean the u.s is kind of based on chaos like it was a revolution it kind of is still a revolution like it's a constant revolution against its own government to to keep it unstable so that it never becomes an overarching you know monolith of, yet it's managed to be so yeah and it still state. consists and yeah. so now we're going to be up against global powers that want to create massive amounts of social order. And we need to maintain this benevolent chaos to allow great laws to come out of, of the crappy order. You know, a bad law should well, be so broken. What, what you're saying, though, is that this may be something we're passing through. There's the, there's the number yeah. ball. And that maybe some good will come out and we'll find a new equi equilibrium, which is what my hope is. Yeah. It's um, a process. Yeah. I do. Oh, I th like people, I want to believe everyone's the same. Everyone's awesome. Everyone's a God. Everyone's a leader. But like, no, nope. uh, yeah, it's the truth is I think there are better men. And then there's the plebs. And I hate that. I ha well, I mean, uh, there are plenty of people that have uh, unfulfilled potential. That's for sure. And I would love to see everyone fulfill their potential. How about that? How right? they? Yeah. I, I will. Because I, I watched. Uh, I watched. Uh, you ever see that video of the uh, Iraqis and Afghanis trying to do jumping jacks? No. Oh, man. Let me pull it up. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's sad because it feels like uh, wasted potential. And uh, is this one it? This, this is this is a black pill. Oh yeah, look at this guy right here. Yeah, like what's he doing? Hmm. They're not called jumping jacks. Doing what are they called? Best. 
you can't call them jumping jacks? Well, that, that's I, like I, a, I knew what you called them when you. There's a specific thing. We had, we had a military guy and he explained what uh. they're what they're like. They're they're called something more specific, I guess. Uh. I think those might be jumping jacks actually. Those but look, like jacks. look at this guy. Yeah. he's the best. What's wow. he doing? Wow, <laughs> a star jump? <laughs> a, no, it's not a star well, jump. But a I side mean, straddle hop. You know, that's a kind that's of a different... Side straddle. Side straddle hop. Yeah. If people get older, their ability to reproduce motor actions and stuff. It's like trying to learn a dance or something. It's, it's like... um. Is that, this... is that what it is? But, but you know, I watched that video and I'm just kind of like these the weighted potential there, of there's so a, many people. There's a know? myth yeah. of he the Native Americans. He could have been Americans. high off of his, you know what. There's and... a myth of the Native Americans when the con, when the conquistadors were coming in on the boats. They were out there in the ocean and they would go out and they'd look and they would never see boats because they didn't know what a boat was. Clouds. It was clouds. They said they saw big oh. mountains and clouds. So because yeah. that's yeah. what they knew, yeah. it was real. So that's what they saw. And it was only eventually that one of the shaman was like, actually, there's something there that I don't understand, but I see. Yeah. And so it takes the brain, if it doesn't know something exists, a great deal of effort to ex to perceive it. Yeah. And maybe that's the same thing with realizing potential because they, may, they don't know that they have it. That's interesting. I like that. Yeah, Forrest says side straddle hop is what it's called. Side right. straddle hop. Really I just I just feel like so much of humanity is wasted potential. You know, I, I hate that. They they call what, who's that guy who called them useless eaters? Yuri. Uh, Are you oh, sure you've all know Harari. Yeah, Harari. He really did. Yeah, and he wasn't yeah. like mean about it. He's just saying you know utilitarianly there are a class of useless eaters that just and they don't he, need to be though. He's got wrote sapiens. All of yeah. those people could be engineers and scientists and researchers and writers and singers and artists, but the potential is lost. Well, he's arguing because of the latest technological advancements, this is going to create a elitist group of people that are going to live like gods, and there's going to be a lot of useless people that I'm need to be pacified. I'm not going to sleep tonight. I'm not going to sleep tonight. He literally said he needs to be pacified with drugs and video games. He hangs out with uh, Russell Brand for some reason. Russell Brand is seen giving him a kiss, but he's known as Klaus Schraub's right-hand man. Really? Yep. You Look up, you're well, Russell, you're Russell, well, Harari. Russell Brand is a sleeper? I don't know he's what he is, he's but, double but he's seen kissing no, your all Harari. It's important that we realize they're not our enemies. People, they just want something that we have maybe disagree with the method but uh, well, they're they're also human and they want they understand the world is huge and i don't chaotic and we need to create a new kind of global community yeah but but there was that one video from klaus schwab where he was like i just don't like ian crossland yeah klaus, you ripped me off yeah. i'm coming to have a conversation with you brother he's like sitting there reading your book and he's like i must wipe out humanity <laughs> and Alex Jones and klaus schwab will figure something out we need more fun in the world yeah. we do more fun i, I mean, want to make a Funny, right? I yes. want to make a song with Klaus Schwab. Oh uh, I tell you what's fun. It's happening. I tell you what's fun. Uh, do Playing you watch? Pool. Do you watch? Yes. Do you watch the Fast and the Furious movies? No. Why not? Because you're, just you're making a mistake. I, I, I need to go see <laughs> Top Gun first. That seems like that was good. Fun. That was good. good I haven't so, watched those movies to be honest. So with you. in the so um, in the first Fast and the Furious, it's like a cop, undercover cop. Yeah. And that's it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, at Fast and the Furious 9, they go to outer space. Tell me that is not the the coolest thing ever. It's just like they're they're they've made the weirdest series, and I am so ready for Final Fast and Furious Ten, where they're they're either in Transformers, 
megazords or they get superpowers. See, that's a more positive thing we can talk about, right? Vin Diesel flying around like <laughs> Superman. That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, we can go back to talking about the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, Klaus Schwab is going to kill Ian or something. <laughs> something uh, let's like talk about my uh, superhero experience out in the desert where I trained yeah. with special ops. Oh, yes. Yeah, so what was that all about? Yeah, that's, special uh, forces. So, yeah, I went with a bunch of people out to the desert, a bunch of celebrities like Mel B and Jamie Lynn Spears and people who turned out to be very, very tough. Jamie yeah. Lynn Spears. Yes. And uh, she, what, there, she, was was, she did really tough. well. A bunch, a bunch of professional athletes too, and they wow. did better. Guess what? And uh, yeah, we went out to the Wadi Rum Desert, where they filmed Star Wars and Dune and all that stuff. It was 120 degrees, and Ooh. and we they just it was just on that we just were 24 seven in ops force training. It was incredible. How old are you? 64. You're 64. Mm -hmm. Wow, you don't look 64. Great, they, and yeah. they, I, I'm not sure they should have people my age out in those in those conditions anymore because <laughs> uh, you have to see what happens to me. Oh boy. But but, but uh, uh, I mean, how would you do? How do you feel you did? Like, I, I did. What, I, what did you do? And how do you? You you you're off base all the time. You never know what you're supposed to be doing. They always punish you. And if you get anything wrong, they punish the whole group. And the punishments was push ups, push -ups and crab walking and into the dunk tank and into the mud and <laughs> crab walking. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. And it was just it was so hot out. And then you know jump, we jumped out of a helicopter, you know, backwards and yeah. But the funny thing is, it's like a TV show, right? Yeah. So like you literally could have just been like, I ain't doing it. You could stop at any time. Yeah. You could stop at any time, and you could also like, opt out of anything you wanted to opt out of. But, yeah, but, but people go. felt, I don't know, they, yeah. when you get hypnotized by the staff. It's really kind of hypnotic state you're in. Really, you, you get so, they start, I, the, look, they come at you from the beginning, like in your face, and within about six hours, you're wanting to do what they're telling you to do. It's very strange, and and they they really emphasize just trust them and do what we tell you. I and think we should we should have doing. we should have Ian do basic training. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Three just, months. Well, just because. Like, oh, you mean like run the basic training? I no, thought that's like, what you meant. Like, no, do basic training. Boot camp. No, I think you're, I think you might be right. I do need more order in my life. I just don't want it forced on me. I never really like because I I don't like nonsensical should, order it, when people are like do it to do it. I don't like that kind of. We stuff. should have Ian do soldier fit. Yeah. We could bring could you imagine, you know, out If here. it entertains and inspires people at this point, because I think what we're talking about is creating a new world order, literally. But what we need to do is inspire people to govern themselves and to take control. And if we can be that in, uh, example, then 12-year-olds that are listening to this show yes. are going to remember it yeah. in 20 years. And be personally but, responsible and be healthy and be happy and be prosperous individuals. And think yeah. about this. If we, I think if we do soldier fit and have uh, soldier fit come down and Ian, Daddy. you did it in the mornings, yeah. then it's like, what, three months, Ian's going to be ripped? I'll do it with you. Yeah, I was thinking about doing that today. Oh, gladly, yeah. I don't want to cut I'm, my hair I'm, off. I'm bringing another trainer. Don't worry, it'll just be a quick snip. It, it, but you don't have to. But but I'm bringing another trainer here and you're welcome to join me. I'm going to be doing like I'm just, kickboxing I'm just saying here. like, Hell yeah. imagine uh, Ian ripped, pumped full of testosterone, talking about DMT. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be like, you got to do it. Yeah, I need to get people to take me seriously, man. <laughs> that's one way to do it is to get strong. I mean, it shows that you're dedicated, and that speaks without words. Discipline. Yeah. Yeah, I think you should do soldier fit. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. you know, we, we um, I'm out skating every day. Half the crew is out, is out skating, and, and you know, it's it's keeping us fit. We're doing a big trip tomorrow. Ian, you got to get you got to get basic training. I did you 20 push-ups earlier. I've been looking at myself on the cast castle, and I'm like, God, I look so skinny in my posture. <laughs> my neck is forward. Hey, hey my, my staff is freaking out because you're apparently your website is sending everybody to an old TV show I did 14 years ago called Life Changer as opposed to my YouTube channel, which is where we're trying to send everybody. Yes, okay. your dear wife corrected okay, that, okay. and I had 
date yeah. fix it for us, we should be Thank you. Right. Yeah. Where, 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 where was that? In the description? But Dr. Drew, if I could ask you, you yeah. you've been in the public light for a while, yes. especially in the medical field. What do you think is one of the biggest misconceptions or like misnomers or, or things people usually get wrong when it comes to you know medicine or personal health that, that, that you always see as a continuing trend? The, well, oh my God, there's so many things. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've been harping on like crazy, and this is not pertinent for everybody, but it's pertinent for all the homeless people and it's pertinent for all the crazy drug policies we have had there, which is that addiction, substance use disorder, is a progressive illness. It ends in death. Mm. So even if you have a heroin injection site where the nurses are administering the heroin, those people will still progress and they will have more increased wow. brain problems, behavioral problems, medical problems, and they will die. So this is the part that everybody keeps missing. Meth ends in death. Mm -hmm. Opiates end in death. And that's it, period, no matter how they're getting the drug. Now, you may be able to sort of change the course a little bit or the timing difference, but uh, overall, it's a, it's a progressive illness. And that's, that's one piece that drives me crazy. Yeah. Uh, there, there's other things that I, I think people are unrealistic about. Even I was, I got to say. I, I remember I was getting a physical one time. And it was like the third time I'd come in, my blood pressure was a little high. And I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm going to run some more. I'm going I'm to get out there, run a little longer. I'm going to watch my weight. And she goes, this one physician leaned into me and she goes, you can only unrun you can only outrun your genetics so long. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh my God, she's so right. I need to take a medication. And and that there are things as you age that you just have to stay ahead of. And we, we can extend our life abnormally with medical treatments. Stem cells. I, I, I'm not talking about stem cells. Those are anti-inflammatory. I'm talking about me taking two antihypertensives. I'm talking about me yeah. taking a cholesterol medication. That kind of stuff. Once I, once I sort of got out of my what denial. We, yeah. we, we talked a little bit about this before the show. What do you think about NAD? You know, uh, Love it. Oh, Joe, I take Joe, nicotine, no, I take nicotinamide so, riboside every day. For those that aren't familiar, uh, NR. NAD therapy, like IV therapy, it's uh, nicotinum, uh, was it nicotinamide, adenine it's, dinucleotide? It's, it's, yeah. it's hitting the oxidative state of the cells, and it may affect aging, may affect a lot of things. I don't know what you're doing, you know, how often you do it, and that, how good that is. We, get we have no clinical data on that, but the biology looks very good. And we do use it in alcoholics in early recovery, and it does help them uh, yeah. recover very I fast. I heard that. Yeah. yeah. So it's a calming mechanism. Since, yeah. since we got things. COVID, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Joe Rogan talks about doing NAD quite often. Yep. We've we've done it uh, regularly and uh, not nearly as regularly as say, someone like Joe does, but we get it, you know, frequently. And all of my vitals have dramatically improved. There's something to it. I, oh, is there a downside? Is there a risk? You know, as, as you know, risk reward is always a thing. By the way, this is something that risk reward analysis was something completely abandoned during COVID, strangely enough. But risk reward is about medicine. And there's a lot of things that look good that may have a downside. So I always worry about until we have enough data, enough experience, I always worry about the potential risks. They, they say that it triggers like cellular regeneration. Is, is that Maybe. the case? Well, I think At what least. it does is it, it creates the sirtuins. It helps grow sirtuins. I think sirt, it does. what is it, three three and five? Uh, mm, I can't, but I know the whole sirtuin story is, is part of the story, which may help with the aging. Yeah, the sirtuins measure the energy in the mitochondria. Yeah. So when the cell divides, if they make sure there's enough so that the cells don't have to clip off the end caps of the of the chromosomes. Telomeres. And so they don't age, essentially. We, we think, we think. I yeah. mean, again, so these wait. are very complicated, complicated yeah. So you're, you're saying that if I keep getting an ID, I'll live forever. Oh. We'll see. We'll oh, see. No. I heard. I will. You yeah. won't. <laughs> I heard if you have cancer, you should avoid it because it goes to your cancer cells and builds Helps them, them up. Helps them also. Could be. So, oh, no. so there's a I lot have of different prostate theories cancer. out there. You know, I have a cancer patient. I uh, prostate out 12 years ago. And what, what about keto for cancer patients? Have you ever? Uh, it looks. There's some data looks good, but you. But again, you're. You're. This is all around the margins. You know, we have things. We have treatments. We have data. We know what we're doing with certain stuff. There are things that you can do maybe to help things out. And I remember when. Uh, um, 
Like I had my prostate when, uh, removed. That I and I didn't want that that surgeon to be giving me any keto nutrition advice. I wanted him to take out the effing prostate without affecting the pudendal nerve to yeah. the penis. I, that was important to me. Sounds and, very important. Yeah, and he and I sat down and I said, how many of these have you done? He goes, 1,100. How many complications? Because a lot of complications these up. He goes, zero. I said, let's go. Do you do wow. meditation? Uh, a little bit, I have. have. Do you look into the placebo effect? Do I believe in the placebo yeah, effect? Yeah, they say yeah. that. I've heard that it's like effective and they don't really yeah, know. Yeah, I, I did why. years and years of psychotherapy, a certain kind of psychotherapy. And in, in that psychotherapy, I was in in a very deep state with this therapist. Like it was like very emotionally focused therapy, and so those kinds of deep interpersonal states are extremely renewing to me. So I feel like I'd be a good like uh, hypnosis candidate. Yeah. I think if, I'd be good for that. If you ever had the power and influence of like a Bill Gates or a Dr. Fauci, what kind of policies would you push forward uh, for the American people? I would people? decentralize everything. There you go. That's I, a beautiful hey, answer. We'll fans I, of that. I would I would create pathways and advice and. Uh, when this whole, all this centralization and control started happening, when I was probably in the early 2000s, late 90s, I was you know I was really deep in my career. Where, you know I was working 18 hours a day. I was doing all half, psychiatry half the day, and then addiction, regular medicine the rest of the day, and um, and I just kept saying. If I am such a crappy physician that I need all this oversight and regulation, send me back for more training. I love my training. It's great. I love training. I don't. I just want these clerks telling me what to do. This insurance salesman. I, this is ridiculous. Or some some regulator in Washington determining how I take care of my patients, which is complicated. Have you ever smoked DMT? No, but <laughs> that's I that's like the go-to trippy question. I, well, I, I've, I'm watching all that very very carefully. I've talked to. I'm forgetting the name of the guy that was the founder of Maps. Uh, it's going to come to me in a we'll second. See if I can look it up. Anyway, multidisciplinary association for psychedelic studies. So I, I am very interested in how psychedelics are going to be it's useful. An unfortunate acronym. Rick, yeah, Rick really Doblin. Wow. Yeah, Rick Doblin. Uh, Rick Doblin. <laughs> and it's going to be useful. It's going to be something. But there is a downside there too. So please, people, don't yeah. run ahead of the science. Is the, we talked is about the downside uh, that you actually meet demons and they'll try to steal your soul, or is it something? Well, it depends what you're talking about. There's acid. There's mushrooms. There's different psychedelics with DMT. different effects. No, listen to DMT. Tim. It's the demons that come get you. A little. <laughs> 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 Soul out of your esophagus. No, and, yeah, hey, hey, wow. yeah, we all know. It's, <laughs> that's called a purge. That I know. Don't tempt happen. the fates. That I know doesn't happen. It may feel like it's happening, but that doesn't happen. Um, but, but I had a terrible reaction to cannabis. Horrible. I'll never touch it what again. What was the reaction? I developed something called a, a uh, anticholinergic delirium. Ooh. When? Uh, when? when was uh, that was sounds a, unfortunate. Uh, I was at a party with a very famous uh, uh, person that loves weed, and he was up there <laughs> talking. <laughs> and I was talking. It was oh not Snoop. No. And I was talking with him, and there was another guy there who was even more famous for weed, and I thought, I'm going to have to smoke with these guys. And they, of course, handed it to me, took a big hit, and I immediately couldn't feel my hands and my feet. I got agitated. Oh, wow. I, I I couldn't see, any, and I had to go outside, and it was the most uncomfortable miserable feeling in my entire How life. How long did it last for? That was, it was about four hours. That was an overdose. Uh, it, but it was, but the syndrome was anticholinergic. I had photophobia, I had dry mouth, I had all the usual. Hell yeah. It's, it's what you get from taking a whole fistful <laughs> of Benadryl. But I think that's. Was, and, I had, and I had only misery. The thing about misery. THC is getting high is an overdose. That's the problem with the stuff. And people don't, I think most of society thinks that's the, the purpose of it. But a tiny bit where you don't even know it's in you. I had one hit. It's a lot. It, <laughs> That, that's a potent well, they have a those, guys, those guys were going nuts on these mm. cigars these 
blunts they were smoking. Addicts. They, they were like really going at it. I thought, well, how bad can it be? I'll try it. And then I just all of a sudden couldn't walk. I was like Parkinsonian. I was like, I was, I was like well, this. I couldn't, um, I couldn't move around. Well, Dr. I couldn't Drew, sit Dr. down. And a float uh, tank. You ever drug, do one of those drugs float are bad? Tanks? No, I'd like to. What? Drugs oh, are bad. Too. Drugs are bad. That's drugs right. Bad. No, no, brain, just for right your brain. Careful with your brain, everybody. That's yes. the bottom line. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Actually, the reality is that drugs are just drugs. And if they're used properly, they can be life saving. Sometimes. And that, and that includes even what people consider to be recreational. I think they're doing like PTSD treatments with what, like MDMA or something? Yeah, mushrooms. Well, well that was Doblin's big study. In, in the right hands, he people. feels that MDMA, in a well-trained therapeutic setting, MDMA clearly works. I asked you about and addiction as well. A lot of people who have a hard time quitting heroin or smoking cigarettes usually turn to different forms of psychedelics. There's ibogaine. So, there's mushrooms. So ibogaine, ayahuasca, this stuff. I, I've been seeing my patients, you know, over the years try that stuff. And there's, I've seen out of probably a hundred cases of people trying to stop, usually opiates, that's usually what they're trying to stop. Um, one time they stayed stop. The other, all the other ones stay, stopped for six months and then went back. With Ibogaine usage? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, they, um, and, and some of them had like persistent personality changes from the Ibogaine too, yeah, which, was, which was really mm -hmm. scary to me. It's like, it's one yeah. thing to change your personality in a psychotherapeutic setting where you're in control of the whole thing, but you take a substance and it changes who you are. Ooh, I don't yeah. care if you're happier, it's changed who you are, that is a, Big problem for me. The, Bill W. from who founded Alcoholics Anonymous used LSD, and he's all this literature of him saying, "Well, the reason I stopped drinking is because I had an experience on LSD, and I realized I didn't need it anymore." But then when they made AA, they took that out because they didn't. Well, no, that story is still around. But but it, it, my understanding is the LSD story came later when he was struggling with staying sober. But but I don't know. I don't know that because because you're right. It's not in the big book. That's for sure. But but to your point, there will be use of these things one day. There will be. I'm sure of it. I just don't know how much and how to dose yeah, the it. Yeah, dosage is key because, I mean, yeah. LSD is so powerful. Listen, I'll tell you where it's useful is end-of-life dread. If, you're, if you have a terminal illness and you are overwhelmed with anxiety and dread, it's very yeah. clear that that's helpful. Th this I is, would do that. This is why I'm worried because throughout then the... Who cares if there's an injury? You know what I mean? And, and I really wanted to, to ask you this. I'm really worried because the last three years, we saw how far the government, the bureaucrats, big pharma, and, and doctors stood in the way of actually helping people and treating people and giving them early treatment and actually doing the right thing. It makes you wonder if, if they did that three years ago because of this health crisis, how are they doing it with other health crises? How are they oh, doing it no with further. other illnesses and the sicknesses The opiate addiction. Look, no, no. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, let's, let's, I mean. let's, let's get into that a little, a little bit too, because we're uh, you know we're just outside of West Virginia right now, and that's it's really bad there. They sell uh, what, what is it called? Kratom? Is that kratom? Kratom? Is oh. that that's for like opiate addiction? It's just a weak opiate. It's just changing one for another. Oh, it is an opiate. Yeah, it's a weak opiate, hundred percent. But so, what happens if people go cold turkey? So they have five days of discomfort. Is that it? Yeah. There oh, was wow. there was never an opiate addict on earth. Never once of treating ten thousand drug addicts did I ever go. Oh my god, the opiate addicts! How am I going to get them off the opiates? I never had any problem getting them off. Yeah. Keeping them the off benzos. is the problem. We Keeping we, we were at Blue Ridge Rock Fest, um, huge rock festival this past weekend, and in the in the in the in the staff artist section was a tent that said free Narcan for artists and oh, staff. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, dude, that is brutal. We should all be carrying it around. It's it's all over the place. It's just sad that you need to. Hey, I had an interaction when I had to save someone's life and had to give them CPR. And thank goodness the person turned blue. I was in the car with them. And I was the only one that wasn't driving the car. And the, the, the passenger was, was, you know, turning well, so blue and just because of they, they took some heroin. And I literally have to give them CPR. And wow. uh, they, they, they almost died this can, close. Can you explain... Yeah. What causes it? Like when an overdose happens, what causes the death? What causes you stop breathing? 
Yeah. Is that is that all that's it is? It. Yeah. I had to it? give CPR okay, and no, literally push air into their lungs. Why do you stop breathing? It depresses, it suppresses the, the respiratory yeah. drive. And yeah. if you add oh. a benzodiazepine to it, it really is very much does yeah. it. And then and they, they, turn, combo they, they literally it. turn blue. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What does Narcan do? Narcan, it, it saturates the opioid receptor sites in the brain and just pushes the opiate away and you wow. wake right up. In fact, you go into acute withdrawal. It's, but, it's, like, but it's it extremely painful, you're... right? Hmm? Is, it's painful for people when they get hit with Narcan? Because they go into withdrawal. Yeah, yeah They yeah. go right into withdrawal. Okay. They, get, they get very agitated. And, and I heard it's really bad for your organs as well. Eh, no. Okay. I used that, to, I, I heard, I've heard wrong. Yeah, but, I mean, so, it is. it has some hepatic stuff, but no. Yeah. no. Is, is, uh, Narcan would be used even in the case of like a, an opioid pill overdose as and well. Any opioid. Any, opi any opi opioid or opioid. Anything. Wow. It works, boom, pow. Right is away. Narcan an opiate? It, no, it's an opiate blocking. Well, it's an, it binds at opiate receptor sites. It's not an opiate. It's, opiates are poppy-derived. Right. right. That's technically what an opiate is. Wow, all of them are? Opiates. Opioids are synthetic. Like right. So fentanyl is a synthetic uh, drug. You know, does does the human body produce this naturally? Endorphins. 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 And then yeah. these simulate that and yeah. flood the site? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I thought we went to Afghanistan for the poppy, and it's almost laughable. But like, we don't need it. We got fentanyl. So then, they, so yeah. What, what explain fentanyl? Fentanyl is a super hyper powerful uh, synthetic opioid, super powerful, and it's synthetic. being manufactured in Mexico and brought up here by the. It's being put in everything, so kids are dying accidentally. People who aren't even drug addicts are dying. I heard a I heard a story recently that a woman like found a bag and then opened it, looked inside, and just passed right out. Yeah, that those kinds of stories I think are apocryphal. I really yeah. do. I, I through the skin and the yeah. inhales. I, I don't know. Don't wouldn't need too much of that. But you take a a Xanax pill that is really in fact fentanyl and it gets under your tongue. Boy, that is bad times. You yeah. just die, right? Mm -hmm. You stop That's breathing. Crazy. Is it addictive fentanyl? Oh boy, profoundly. I mean, the heroin addicts prefer it now. They prefer That's what they go to. Now, we have all the heroin addicts because we created all the opiate addicts when we were over-prescribing, right? Yeah. We, we just let people have all whatever they want, pain controls what the patient says it is. But we were sanctioning doctors like me for inadequate treatment of pain because I didn't, I didn't, I, I got in trouble repeatedly for not giving opiates to my heroin addicts in withdrawal because they were uncomfortable. Wow. Can you? That's how insane it was. What and that was trouble? the Joint Commission. That was the Department of Mental Health. That was California Medical Association. That was the VA. It was ridiculous. How does, how does tolerance buildup happen? You, the, they think the receptors just change their, either their configuration or their biology slightly. You need more and, and more. more to get the same effect, essentially. And, but, and then so even though you're not feeling the effect, it yeah. still is the same threshold for death from overdose? Uh, for the most part, the respiratory, you don't get tolerance to that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Certainly not with fentanyl. The, the, and by the, the way, again, it's the, the deadly combo is the benzodiazepine and the opiate. And, and what is that? What is that? Valium-like drugs. Ativan, Valium, Clonopin. I think they're yeah. taking Ativan off the market. We saw what oh, happened wow. to Jordan Peterson. Yeah. You know? Well, you that was a super super complicated situation he was in. What's super complicated. What happens with the opiate and the benzo? They, they're synergistic, so you can take a small amount of opiate and a small amount of benzo, and you're not breathing. Wow. Synergistic. So it's not additive. It's multiplied. They're, they're oh, different. Retired. Oh, different receptor. So, so it just it just it just multiplies it rather than adding the effect on respiratory suppression. It's like the opium wars, but done internally inside of the United States by big pharma. Well, no. Well, look, the opiates. Look, it's China sending it to the cartels. Yeah, it's it's the, it really it looks to me like what we what England and America and the United States did to China in the nineteenth yeah, century. Yeah, exactly. What were you saying? Yeah, the opium the, wars. The opium wars. Yeah. It, it's a long game, and there there's just it's, the opium wars never ended. It, it seems like it, doesn't it? And we're not fighting it. 
We're doing nothing. We're just letting, that's I, what I mean. It's we're letting it, people to me, die. To me, it's more of an inside job. Than it drives me else. crazy because you, these people's brains are not working right. They don't. When, when you get them well, they're like, "Who left me like that?" Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Who did that to me? I, of course I wanted to keep doing it. I was a drug addict. And when you get them out, you do the It's hard to get them out of it. You need a unified team. One person can't do it. You need a team of people. And just let them do it. They will die. And now on streets of Los Angeles, it's six, seven a day. Wow. What would be an example of someone suffering that you help or a group of you help? Like, How would I do would, it? Yeah. You watch Celebrity Rehab? <laughs> sort of where. Watch like, what? Watch Celebrity Rehab. I mean, several yeah. of those people were created during the opioid yeah. crisis. Like, Jeff Conway was the poster child for the opioid yeah. epidemic. And it's not just you know? China. I would just say, you know, the United States government has a history of importing drugs into the United States in order to, of course, cripple poor populations. Uh, one last question, because I think we're going to Super Chats. Do you have any comments on seed oils? Because there's like a whole bunch uh, of personalities, uh, a whole bunch of people so, talking about about studies saying how seed oils are inflammatory and they bad are. for you. I, I'm a huge fan of, oh my God, I'm blanking on her name now. Uh, she wrote a, a book called Deep Nutrition. Uh, uh, Kate Flan uh, Shanahan. Uh, Kate, uh, help me. Looking it up. Sorry. She's a, she's a family Usually practitioner. Dr. Kate Shanahan. Yeah, yeah she's a, and she's a biochemist. And when I first, and she used to advise the Lakers, she's a very fine biochemist and a very fine family practitioner. And the first time I spoke to her was probably 15 years ago. And I was like, oh, another nutrition thing. Sure, just show me the chemistry because you're a biochemist. So I'm going to make you show me the chemistry because nobody can. And she looks at me and she goes, oh, you can't say anything about nutrition. It's way too complicated. I, there's certain things I can tell you about. I can talk to you about seed oils and I can talk to you about polyunsaturated fats. When you heat them up, what happens? Mm -hmm. And they cause cancer. And yep. that's, that's what I harp on. And the seed and oils the, definitely cause are big part of the problem. And there's right a now. huge increase and, of cancer, and, especially when we start using artificial seed oils, canola and, oil, sunflower oil. She thinks it's no. part of the COVID story too. I don't know if I went all the way there. I think so too as well, especially so. when it comes to the gut and the immune system, because many people said, and many doctors are even recommending kefirs and fermented food in order to deal with COVID. And a lot of uh, doctors also thought that the, the medicine that we talked about earlier in the show was helping people because it got rid of parasites in their guts and made their guts work properly, which made their immune systems work properly. That was one thesis that some doctors had. So that's yeah. a, that's a we being worked out. Yeah, exactly. We still out. don't know, but it's being worked out. It's not even parasites, it's bacterial balance. And yeah. what the, should that but but be the gut you? is key to your gut health. Gut seems to be yeah. key to your and health. I'm mispronouncing Kate's name. What is it? Yeah. It's, it's not Shanahan. It's, help me. Is it Shanahan? Oh, let me pull Kate, that back uh, up. Um, uh, I, I'm bad with pronouncing Flanagan? any kind of name. Yeah. Kate? Sh it's Shanahan is how it's spelled. Okay. Kate, M -D? S H A N A. M D. H A N. Yeah, MD? Doctor. Kate Shanahan. Deep, Deep nutrition. Okay, that's her. Okay. But yeah, I've been avoiding right a lot of seed oils and I've seen an increase in my health dramatically. I, and and I it's everywhere. You go to the okay. supermarket, so it's listen everywhere. To this. Listen to yeah. this. I, uh, I have terrible large vessel vascular disease in my family. I have I have uh, what's called metabolic syndrome, so I'm insulin resistant. I have hyper, hypertriglyceridemia. I'm hypertensive. And uh, I was like, I don't want, my dad had terrible vascular disease. I'm like, I don't want this. So I started focusing early. I got on statins early, smashed my LDL very easily, but my HDL was always low and my triglycerides were always high until I started eating more red meat and cutting yep. out carbohydrates completely. And boom, I mean, I've never had numbers like this.
Good or bad? Really good. Like so really I, good. I, I uh, uh, cut out most of the sugars. I cut out bread. Carbohydrates the enemy for certain people. And uh, and animal fats are not as bad as we thought they were. Exactly. And they're key yeah. for your brain. I'm well. looking up. The coconut is, they say it's a seed, a nut, and a fruit. But is that's not coconut oil. It's not the seed oil Correct. they're talking about. That's so it, when they it, say seed oil, is it like a refined? Palm. Refi- palm soy oil. Soy. Canola oil. Sunflower oil. Even uh-huh. a lot of olive oil and avocado oil is mixed in with these inflammatory you, oils. Yes, he's and, right. And they're pretend oils. Wow. They're not real oils. And when you take them, you think you're he's taking right. something good. And they actually cause massive amounts this of is, inflammation, massive a gu- amount of gut focus irritation. Focus on that instead of the stem cell. E- no, 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 exactly. No. That's what I've been trying to no, tell him. I'm like, I'm like, you got yeah, fried yeah, food yeah. today? I'm like, no, no, no. I had the ribeye. This is interesting because inadvertently I would say I cut out a substantial amount of seed oils from yeah. my diet yeah. without even thinking about it because yeah. now like when everywhere. I make when I make eggs I used to I would put I would splash a little olive oil or something in there now it's just bacon mm-hmm. I use the bacon to grease tallow. the pan yeah. tallow is better Lard, and then I put butter, the eggs tallow. right into the bacon grease butter. and then yep. I pour the bacon grease over the eggs to make sure I look get at all you and but, then f- I pour, but follow your cholesterol some people are you know, our, our lipid metabolism all different one from another and just make sure you're the person that can do that and then I pour, a half, uh, I pour a quarter <laughs> of a cup of uh, heavy cream into my coffee yeah so that's all my stuff that's the uh, yeah. awesome yeah that's I, 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 nothing, I've lived that way let me tell you the most delicious thing ever is the uh, Mark Lobliner's Outright Bar? It's a it's a pro, it's a peanut butter protein bar. Do you have one downstairs? We got a bunch. We'll give them, give you some. Thank you. I love it. And um, my the nitro cold brew with heavy oh, whipping yeah. cream. Oh yeah. And that together. Nitro is like, that a caveman coffee? Nitro or just any nitro? Star, I, we have Starbucks yeah. and we have high, yeah. I think it's called High Brew. Yeah. But eating that protein bar and then washing it down with coffee mm-hmm. is just so good. But you got to be careful. The Quest bars have uh, vegetable oh, oils. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sour yeah. Patch Kids vegetable oils. Yes. It's everywhere. And sugar. It's crazy. Sugar. I, but I stopped eating all that. Stuff. I, I literally go down the supermarket and, and, and almost everything has it. I make sure I verbally say it out loud. So hopefully the next person hears me. I'm like, oh no, Ugh, canola oil. This is cancer. <laughs> Put it back. Yeah. And, and, and I have to spend an hour extra at the supermarket because I'm lo- looking at the ingredients. Because you're yelling at cu- a customer. Yes. Like, Don't eat that. And yes. One of the things we've not talked about yet, I mentioned, I think before the mics heated up, was about the estrogens in, in the in all the plastics and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, soy yeah. boys. I'm, Is that I'm true? becoming increasingly convinced that that's a major part of what's you going on. You think soy boys are real? I just think, I think there's a book called Estrogenation that I first got exposed to this, Estrogenation. And it just, uh, I think that's what it's called. Am I getting it there? And uh, it just freaked, I started looking at that. Yeah, God, the way the, the sperm is down, reproductivity is down. Men are kind of, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? The kids aren't having sex anymore. What the hell? Soy boys. Bill Gates has man boobs. He eats yeah. fake meat. <laughs> what do you think? Of it's, course, obviously. It's Dude, estro- I, estrogeneration. Estrogeneration <laughs> by uh, Elizabeth Wurzel. Oh, this was You know what? Guy. That scares me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to eat a whole pack of bacon for breakfast every day from <laughs> now on. I've heard that it's the the, no, bar, the, salt the stuff that they're well, spraying. Fasting and fruit is good too. You know, no, fruits, fructose is fructose is bad. No, yeah, yeah limited amount. Fruits, limited are, amount. fruits are good. Limited amounts. Fruits are good. I've heard berries. Soy. A yes. lot of it's what they're spraying on the soy before harvest. That's glyphosate. Yeah, we we got to go to super jets. And pesticides. Ah, we're going to go. To oh, super we haven't talked about fasting yet. We're we will. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends, because ladies and gentlemen, oh, they're censoring us. Um, oh, really? People Back are, to the are, medical stuff. Well, if you want to hear where the really stuff is that gets censored, come watch my stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Where can they find people, you? Uh, let, let you finish first. Oh, yeah. People have been uh, saying that they're not getting notifications, and so if you want to help us combat that, then you guys can be the notification and just share the video. We're going to read super chats uh, from all you guys. So find and, me at com for all the pods and then TV for the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 3 o'clock Pacific Time streaming show. But that Wednesday, 3 o'clock Pacific Time show is the one where I'm interviewing all the physicians that have been silenced. 
we're talking to them in great detail about what happened and putting it all together, trying and to figure I, out what happened here. And I want to say, you know, now that now that you're here and you're on the spot live, we got to have you come back with Adam Carolla because that yeah. would be like a millennial yeah. grand I'd slam. You know, we all watch, we all listen to Love Line. You know, with you He's guys, hilarious, man. So that'd be that'd be really awesome. But let's read super chats. People have questions for you. Here's the important one. Mm-hmm. War Chicken Apoyo says, "Doctor Drew, are you a real doctor or a love doctor?" That's that's a if that's it's kind of a greeting from the old love line days because I because they would people get confused about what I am because I do a lot of interpersonal stuff and you know so they they think that I'm one of these TV doctors no I've Doctor. practiced medicine for many 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 years general medicine Agamemnon's gym bag says the lotus eaters found the people accusing you of stealing their spoons look into spoonies and spoon theory I don't trust you I don't know what that means I have no idea what that's that means. a weird trick but by the way I'm also exi- I also exist at your mom's house with uh, Tom Segura and his wife Christina P I have a I have a new streaming as uh, YouTube channel there the show is called Doctor Drew After Dark which is sort of an incarnation of Loveline. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, I love those guys. Dr. Drew After Dark. I, and so I'm part of that world. I go I go to Austin every six weeks and work with them. Who is that female? Do you guys have a female doctor on the show, Dr. Judy or something? Was she around that time? With, with us? Yeah. No, they, they were trying to compete with us. I see. So yeah. maybe they was just, they were yeah. uh, on yeah. different times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, spoon theory is a real thing, Tim. You yeah. should look into it. What is it? A metaphor describing the amount of physical and mental energy that a person has available for daily activities and tasks. Huh. Well, oh, Freud, I got Freud, way too much. Freud believed that. Freud believed there was like a unit of of mental ability, mental sort of uh, almost like he had sort of a, uh, a like a, a uh, steam engine kind of model for the for the human brain. And you can increase it, I'd imagine, right? I imagine. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't necessarily adhere, adhere to that. But like, I, I tell people I don't have the bandwidth for it right now. It's yeah. a new term I use. Maybe yeah. it's a little technical. I have to get older. I wake up bandwidth at, strengths. I wake up seven a.m. I'm working by eight a.m. I finish work around eleven p.m. and then I stay up for two hours watching TV shows. I've been watching Breaking Bad. Ba- love bed. it. And then I only go to sleep because I know I have to. Huh. I'm like, if I don't go to bed, then you know. You love your work. It's, it's, your work is your play. There's nothing better than that. But I just mean, you know, people people uh, like accuse me of drugs or something, and I'm like, just coffee. Just how coffee many how morning. many hours a night of sleep do you need? Me, uh, yeah. at least five and a half. Yeah. So some people need four or five. Most people need eight. That's the way it is. Yeah, and the, the guys you need four and a half, they just need four and a half. And that's it. What do you think yeah, about yeah. coffee? Is that, are people overdosing on coffee to their detriment? I, we don't know. I mean, every, all the, I, I watch coffee very carefully because I'm a caffeine addict and I, all that data just keeps coming up positive. For a long time, we thought it might cause pancreatic cancer. That's been completely debunked. Now it increases, decreases the risk of Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Depression? Decreases yeah. the risk and depression. And so, humanity's progression is also correlated with the use of caffeine. Really? Yeah, I like yeah, that. Yeah, See, yeah. if no civil war, we're going to get better. They used to be not depressed anymore. Back when water was clean water was hard to come by, they would drink beer. And yeah, out, they, but then uh, they, yeah. when they got coffee, they started drinking coffee instead. And that was when the Enlightenment came. Ooh, I like that. Maybe we're going to have a new... Uh, I think... I think I was, I was also saying before the mics heated up that when, when uh, Alexander the Great's empire fell apart, stoicism came up. And it's just interesting how stoicism is coming into the, the sort of yeah, co- I consciousness. Talk. What is days. it exactly? What what is we got to read, read Super Chats. Okay, go. We're, we got, uh, Red Muskrat says, please stop referring to yin and yang uh, and good and evil. It's more still and moving. A puddle of water is yin. A tsunami is yang. Both are water. I was raised Taoist. Ian would especially appreciate it. Great for meditation. Hmm. I like uh, it. But, you know, stillness is just really fast moving that you don't perceive. Maybe that's the point. Eric Christensen says, when I was homeless in New York City 20 years ago, I was offered a one-way bus ticket to Miami by my social worker. I mean, South Park did a whole episode about it. Yeah. Where they put all the homeless people on buses and send them to the next city. Yep. That was one thing. That was happening for a while. Repopulation. Now now they put them on planes. An old war punishment. Gosh, I'm listening. 
you, you started talking about the time and time perception. I've been listening to a lot of physics podcasts. I'm a total nerd on that stuff. Yeah, I think the universe is twisting around on itself rather than expanding. And that when we find a singularity, it's when we twist back towards the center. It's like a double torus. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But I just don't know that time even exists. It's not. It's motion. It's yeah. everything's moving. Change, yeah. Dan Ines says, if you think the government cares, remember they spent a decade or so telling people to eat more bread. Yeah. You look at the look at the Obvious. food pyramid. Yeah. It still hasn't been dismantled. Yeah. It was a ridiculous and ill-founded yeah. and without any evidence sent down from on high. And Obvious. they came out with a new one saying that Cheerios and, and Frosted Flakes are a lot more healthier than red meat. There's a new there's a new food thing that they came out with. Which is absolutely centralization of, yeah. of authority is a bad thing in is, medicine. Is it purely just because they want to sell wheat because that's what we grow? I, I don't know who influenced them. I, I just think there, there's a whole yeah the corn, corn there, lobby. but there was a whole story about where the food pyramid came from. One guy invented it. And he was just a hubristic guy, you know. OMG puppy says lithium in the drinking water. Quote: Better a gram than a dam from Brave New World. Drugging the population is an old progressive idea from British Fabians in America in the 1920s. Mm, interesting. Ankush Narula says, Dr. Drew, instead of lithium, how about graphene? <laughs> Are you familiar with graphene? No. <laughs> there we it's, go. Um, it's Everyone pure drink. carbon. Okay. Hexagonally latticed. I actually have some here. Everybody, know, everybody listening it? to the show knows. Uh, I don't know about no, ingesting no, this no, stuff, no. but it's, it's going to become the 21st century steel building material. It's oh, electrically good. conductive, well, capacitative. It. it could be it. a battery and a wire at Fabulous. once. You can make clothing out of it. You can make touchscreen wallpaper out of it. pour it over my head right now. You can extract <laughs> carbon dioxide out of the air and convert it into graphene yeah. as a building material. Let's so go. It's happening. Come on. DB says, seeing what happened to Tommy Loren today, it's bad. Yeah, a civil war is here, IMO, and most don't see it and don't believe it. What happened to Tommy Loren? I don't know. I, don't know. I just saw chaos uh, at one of her. She was giving a speech, and there was violent, they said violent protest outside, and I heard people yelling. Whoa. Did they get to her? I don't know. I don't think so. I, I imagine it would have been, that would have been the topic, the headline. So I'm going to look it up. We'll see what happens. Awful. I'm, I'm getting, uh, my mood's elevating, though, as we talk here. It's better. Yes. It's going to talk better. about time and space. Graphene and emotion of... Yeah. And tropics, all right. Protests. Yes. I'm trying to. I'm, I, I really wanted to find some good questions for you, Doctor Drew. So I'm just. I'm kind of screening these. They're not asking any good ones. Uh, it's mostly comments. You know. Does anybody have any questions about? Yeah. That? Have you when you get into like psychoactives, like, or do you think the consciousness is more? I, I personally, I feel uh, like consciousness is more involved with physical health than people realize. Okay. Maybe at this yes, time, do yes. you have you delved down I, that rabbit hole? I, I though think that the uh, a single brain theory and consciousness is is. Digging in the wrong hole. I got. I, I think that we like if if a feral child who got lost in the woods at six months comes out at fourteen. Like remember that movie Eve or whatever it was about with uh, she couldn't speak and I it was L or Eve anyway. Uh, Sorry, I don't watch movies. Yeah, <laughs> Stranger Things with Jane. Mm, no, 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 no. It was a long time ago. Oh. But in any event, it, they, if it, that child came out of the woods at fifteen. They wouldn't be able to speak. They they wouldn't have consciousness in the way we think of consciousness. Consciousness comes out as a result of seeing ourselves reflected in other people. Hmm. It's 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 a second order interpretation of our primary experiences, and so we can see ourselves literally through a other pair of eyes. And internet and we develop that through being reflected. In I other want people. an internet video. I'm going to read this see myself. It's crazy. JKG says, Dr. Drew, Adam and Loveline saved my life. Oh. 18 years sober today and a father to an eight-year-old daughter. Yeah. Thanks, Drew. Congratulations. Well done. You're right on. Works if you work it, man. Derpy, uh, Derp Eyes says, Dr. Drew After Dark is based AF. So glad to see him here. A conversation I never expected but absolutely love. Kisses, mommy. 
Okay. So so at your mom's house, they have a lot of greetings, uh, calling each other mommy, jeans, hey jeans, hey Hitler. I, it's just, you have, you have to see the videos to understand. I'll be, you bet I'll be coming up in May. There's just a whole bunch of phrases from videos we all watch at your mom's right. house. So. Uh, Drew, Doc looks like Q. the movie you were talking about is Nell. Nell, that's it, yes. Doc Q says, Dr. Drew, who's your favorite comedian you've interviewed with YMH? Have any left you speechless like the best-selling best book by Michael Knowles? Uh, many have left me speechless. Uh, lately, I, uh, oof. Uh, you know, uh, Christina P. I, I did work with for a long time, and I just really like the way her brain. She's so smart. She, she's one of my favorite interviews. And uh, most recently, uh, Tony Hinchcliffe from Kill Tony, which is up right now. You can watch him. And uh, the Skank guys, like Luis Gomez, those are interesting guys. Legion of Skanks. Legion of Skanks. I went on the Legion of Skanks, and oh. I was like, I was talking about a fish out of water, but I loved it. Dave Smith, he's part of that. Mm -hmm. He was on the show mm -hmm. last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Jen Desai says, I'd like to know what Dr. Drew thinks about transhumanism and how it applies to the new executive order on advancing biotechnology and biomanufacturing. And, and what uh, they have to define what they mean by transhumanism. Um, well, it's a, a variety of things. I yeah, mean, you're familiar I know. With it. I what, do you, what do you think about Neuralink? You want to you get the, the chip? The biggest problem with that is it's never going to work because, first of all, they have to be replaced regularly. And secondly, if you drill a hole in somebody's skull, <laughs> no, no matter how small. Neck. What do you mean neck? They're gonna they're gonna feed it up from the neck? Yeah, is really. That, is that their plan? I'm pretty sure that's what they did with pigs or whatever and monkeys. And there's very very thin wire uh, wires that just rest on the nerves. And it's Any, re, anything it's touches re brain, it kills cells. Anything. So you're putting repeatedly. If you could do it wireless, yeah, then using magnets and stuff, then that we have that. We do that. Yeah, that'd be fine. Electroencephalograms. Uh, no, no, we do for it's uh, for treatment, transcranial magnetic stimulation for treatment of depression. Oh yeah. If yeah. you so if I mean, you say it can't be done. Uh, uh no, I can't be done with a, it. Can be current done, technology. We no no no. If they if they use magnets and and uh, magnetic fields, then I'm all in. Well, I, I'm just saying, like, we may eventually develop a technology for some kind of conductor that wouldn't kill the brain that allows data transmission. Then I'm in. Then I'm in. Like, you're, but they've been, they've in. Been, you're in. No, you, I'm in with that. I you think. plug your brain into the machine? Uh, oh, would I do it? Uh, as long as it didn't take over, like, intermittently, I think it'd be very interesting. Know? Uh, yeah, right. It's like in uh, Star Trek. Well, right now, this thing's taking over. Yeah, I, exactly. I lost my... Tr I lost my phone of the way I left it in the car before I went over here it's the weirdest feeling in the world now when you lose your phone you feel completely naked and lost it's crazy. Oh, here, here, this, this, this is a good one from Diane Reynolds uh, what are Dr. Drew's thoughts on mass psychosis oh mass formation psychosis so alright you ready I think we're experiencing it heavily with the, the cult of the liberal establishment there's something going on that's for sure so this uh, again I'm so bad with names this guy this uh, Belgium Belgium Bel what do you call him Belgium He's from Belgium. He's a psychologist. Belgian. Belgian. There we go. Belgian psychologist. <laughs> Wasn't, it's too late at night. Belgian Wasn't spitting it out. Yeah. Belgish. <laughs> Flemish. Yeah. Uh, he came up with this notion of the mass formation psychosis. The idea is if you have lots of free-floating anxiety, very limited social connections, and lack of meaning, that it's very easy for people to get sw swept into things, swept into movements, and most particularly into sort of tribal movements that include rituals like wearing a mask. And the more those rituals are disconnected from any evidentiary reality, the less masks are useful, the more they cling to them as a signal of their group participation. And if you're somebody who has been away from a group and really feels isolated, and now here's a way to stay connected and say, I'm a part of it. I wear that mask outside. 
You know, in more the more ridiculous, the better, to let you know I'm all into that group. And this becomes rather psychotic, right? It becomes histrionic. It becomes hysterical. I, I said at the very, uh, during Trump's, I guess probably two or three years into Trump's administration, I kept saying, there's something going on where people are becoming histrionic. They're becoming psychotic. If, if you had come to me six, seven years ago and said, you know, kept talking about Nazis and you're seeing Nazis everywhere and told me that there was a Russian operative in the, in the Oval Office, I would put you in the hospital. 5150? That is a psychotic symptom. And there are all, there's these free-floating psychotic, and then the paranoia is on the other side, these paranoid conspiracy preoccupations. So there is definitely the circumstances that can set up a mass formation. There is definitely psychotic symptoms flying around. And back when I wrote a book about narcissism 15 years ago, I wanted to put a chapter in about what happens when narcissists get, narcissists get stressed and how they form mobs and then start using guillotines. I wanted to look yeah. at other. I wanted to look at other other examples in history. Only thing I could find was the Aztecs and pre-revolutionary France, and France being the best example of how we treat kids. Very similar in pre-revolutionary France, how we traumatize kids, sexual sexual abuse, physical abuse, abandonment, neglect massive pa pandemic of that creates a lot of PTSD and narcissism and, and cluster B personality disorders, and they tend to form mobs and act out their aggression uh, collectively like that from in, what with, I, scapegoating, with scapegoating. From, I wonder if Hitler was one of those too, because he well, was pretty beat up in World War well, I. It wasn't just him. The whole country was beat up in World War I, so there was this, this you know, trauma. This, yeah, and so the scapegoating became the Jews. I think uh, based on what I've seen, how people, re how I, I think mass formation psychosis there, something something I, like that they may not be the exact uh, construct say, but it's a pretty good one i'm like there are people that i've known my whole life they've literally gone insane yeah and it, it there's no other explanation insane is exactly it like the things i see them posting online the things they've said to me i'm like you don't live in the real world anymore yeah they it's just it's, it's, like, it's, it's really strange it's, but it? you say like seeing nazis everywhere yeah. it's actually like what we actually see in the in 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 mainstream conversations, they still believe the Russia hoax. Yeah, there are still it's a it's a world that was crafted upon a a, a, a false reality, and maybe it's because of the media. Well, the, the media, media has been inflaming it for sure. Social media has been inflaming it. But, but but think think about this: someone today, their whole worldview is built upon six years of fake news. Yeah. Seven years, I know. starting with Trump's campaign, yeah. Russia hoax, and all that stuff. Yeah. And one by one, their worldview is built upon how do you go back seven years to correct someone's shattered psyche? You can't. You, you get such powerful cognitive dissonance, and you, you can see it when they start attacking the person who, had, who exposes them to this. Right. The ad hominem arguments tells you the cognitive dissonance has been triggered. I think, I think part of it is that um, humans are scared to be wrong. For a variety of reasons. Well, we're wired this way. We are. Yeah. We are. What we are wired against is any change to our physical being. But it turns out the same uh, resistance to change of our physical being is wired into our self. The self can't be changed, and part of the self is our belief system. What I what I was I read this a long time ago, and and uh, I I don't know exactly what it was. It's been too long. But it's that you know our mind is developing until the uh, until about the age of twenty four. Is that is that right? Around there, 24 to 28 or something like that. I think that's true, but that is about true. Well, well men, that's, men, 27, 28, really. But that, that's yeah. like, and then you're an adult, and then yeah. your brain stops. Yeah. And uh, I was reading about why people have um, emotional breakdowns and panic attacks and things like that. And they said, humans evolved to defend their worldview. Mm. Because if you've made it to the age of 25, you've succeeded. 
whatever it is you were doing, succeeded. You survived. You yeah. survived. Yeah. And this will keep you alive and your children. Mm -hmm. If this is wrong and it breaks, you are now at risk. Mm -hmm. So what happens is humans who would make dramatic changes at some point in their life would have a lower success rate and be more likely to die. Not not definitively, but it's just basic attrition. For, from an evolutionary perspective, you're right. saying. Yes. yes. Over a long enough period of time, those that were firm in their beliefs were more likely to survive. Correct. So if someone is, say, 35 years old and they've built their worldview and then you enter into logic that is indisputable and it breaks that, it puts them at risk of, uh, of not surviving. And thus, they, they retreat to an emotional space of anger to try and reject what you've said because it will make them less likely to survive. And, and religion was always a big part of that. And people fought wars over these things. Yeah. And now the new religion is political. And so we are coming, on to, uh, coming up to seven years now of fake news hoaxes. Yeah. And there are people today who believed that story from seven years ago about Russia and the Alpha Bank and all that, they still believe it. They will not entertain reality. And there is no way for us to rewind the clock seven years to someone. I mean, seven years, every cell in your body, they say, has changed. Mm -hmm. Your whole being is built on a fictitious reality. I don't see how you solve that problem. Wait, seven years over here, Sandra? Seven uh, more years of correcting it. We'd have to shut down. Uh, we have to. We have to. It's going to be longer than that. CNN's, you know, they're they're going tra they're transforming dramatically. We have to gain a sphere of influence to the point where it's undeniable. Where what do you mean by that? Reality is undeniable. The Russian. Who needs a sphere? You need to have a sphere of influence. People, people who are not people, psychotic. People are connected to reality. Yeah, yes. yeah, yes. Concentric spheres. Yes, yes. Need to can gain control over the like, and I don't mean any one person centralizing control. I'm saying the systems of influence need to be overwhelmingly run by those who are in objective reality. That is, the Russiagate stuff was a hoax. Trump wasn't a Russian agent. There's not Nazis everywhere. The, the, the total amount of white supremacists in the country, according to, I think, the ADL, I'm not sure, it's like 10,000 people, not several million like the media is lying about. Once these big networks like Vox, which claimed, they said like millions of people were white supremacists or shared those views, it's insane. Once they lose influence and stop this, then these people who are experiencing mass formation psychosis might be forced out rather painfully, I might add, but it's the only way. To get someone out of a cult, you have to remove them from the cult yes. and cut off their connection. But, but, sometimes but they it, have it. But, but oftentimes, but this is a really interesting point. I've not thought of it this way. If you, if you look at it through the prism of cult, there is often a, I forget what they call it, like when, when things rush in, when there's a sudden fully uh, uh, sort of a collapse of their cult views and a, and a rush in of reality. It's, uh, it's uncomfortable. It's painful. It takes them a while to adjust to it. But it's not a slow process. It's a fast process. I, I was listening to a podcast on the way in here about the, the JFK uh, sort of conspiracy theory. It was a guy who was a conspiracy theorist the, most of his young life and then started actually reading the reports of what, what, you know, what the evidence was one way or the other. And it all of a sudden just rushed in on him one day. And he had to change his whole outlook in one day. And that's very common with cultish kinds of views. So I, I, it may happen all at once to people, one at a time. Well, because of cell phones, these people can, can always reconnect with the cult to reaffirm mm. their cult worldview. Yeah. And that's a scary reality. Yes. All right. We got this from Jay Crane, 02, says, former opioid user. Mm. I was shot in Afghanistan by a sniper and was put on oxycodone and took me over seven years to get off. Mm -hmm. Nearly killed myself over the withdrawal. So sorry. Suboxone, is that how you pronounce it? Yep. Saved my life. Vets are dying. So what? I was going to say, I, when, I, when I was uh, in 2014, I had a kidney stone. They gave me Percocet. Mm. I took one 
and it was the most intense feeling I have ever had, and I never took another pill. And I good feeling got rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, it you, was, but but as good as I felt once I was done, I was terrified. Yeah, and I just never took one well, again. Well, if you want to know how different the biology of one brain versus another is, so I had you know big surgery. I told you about earlier, and I had to take some Percocet afterwards. I hated it. I felt awful. I couldn't stand it. Really? That's different yeah. biology. I, I got to tell you, it I I, it, 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 it's an in, it was indescribable, the feeling. Yeah, a lot of people, my, my opiate addicts can't, cannot, literally can't believe that I didn't like it. That's like incomprehensible to them. I would, I would describe it as like a uh, sharp, good feeling, acute. It was like there was a ball of warmth and love and energy in right. my core radiating to every every yes, fiber of my body. Like warm blanket, mother, those sorts of feelings. Yeah, I get I get the opposite. Yeah, I got sort of dysphoric and awful and Angry irritable. Fire. And I and yeah. I looked at it and I was like, I know exactly why this kills people. And yeah. I never took another. Cannabis does that to some people too. That's when they Crazy. get addicted to it. They feel Alcohol as well. They get alcohol yeah. center sure. for me as well. Same thing. Yep. Same phenomenon. Not booze does not does, doesn't do that for me. But uh, Suboxone uh, medically assisted treatment, excellent. It helps. It saves some lives. It's uh, I. It's uh, sort of overdone, and people aren't uh, encouraged to get off it soon enough, and there's problems with it, but it, it saves lives, no doubt. You know, regarding uh, mass formation, I wonder if you've noticed this phenomenon of people saying right after some, they'll make a statement. It's been about five or six years. I've noticed it very much in the last two, where they'll be like, they'll be talking to you, right? And they'll say something that, you know, the UFO's floating, right? And and they say right, as if it's like almost like a cult identifier, or like they're not confident that what they're telling you is real. I have noticed myself that I always have to check in with people and make sure they're hearing me. I, I don't know if it's because of the acrimony that's out there. I always find myself going, am I making sense? Do you hear me? Did you understand what I'm saying? Because there's so much conflict triggered by just by misunderstanding each other. That's where, that's where I check in like that. So there's so. a there's like a fear, like a sociological fear that people aren't that the they aren't hearing not being us. Heard. They're not hearing us. I noticed. I, you know, I've been studying French lately, and, and they're very big on saying "Tu vois, tu vois." Do you see? Do you see? Constantly, they say that, uh, and so and I it caught my ear because when I was when I studied French when I was younger, I didn't didn't remember them saying that. So it's happening there too. Interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, the French have been very intriguing. I don't know if you've been following what happened there. I was in Fr I was in Paris a year ago, and the youth were in the streets demonstrating oh, yeah. against the overreach of the government. I was Constantly. like, whoa! And their whole thing was, hey, you told us this illness isn't so bad for us as a young person, a thin young person, but you're going to force us to take a vaccine with unknown potential consequences. That is not. Liberté. That's not. That's not what this country yeah. is founded on. I was like, wow, how appealing to have young people fighting for their for the principles upon which their republic was founded. Yeah, there was a lot of protests globally, but they were just censored, and no one uh, was supposed to know about them. On well, social you didn't. Media. You didn't know. In this country, it was the opposite. They wanted more masking, more of this, more of that. It's like, oh my god, woo. All right, Kane the Fourth says, would any of the modern day psychosis have any relation to the collective unconscious? Well, you know, uh, first you have to say, is there a collective unconscious? I, I believe there's a collective something for sure. And the collective something has been going in a certain direction lately. Yes. And it has contributed to this, this general, whatever this is. Yes, for sure. I, I don't, it's not even a collective unconscious, but it's certainly a state that we are all in. It's brain entrainment. Have you heard of this entrainment yeah, phenomenon yeah, where yeah. external stimuli will alter the way that the brain functions? Yeah, it does. Uh, but it's it's really, look, we've scared an entire world. We uh, we locked down a world. It's just unthinkable things we've been through. Of course, there's going to be effects on it. But it, it started before this, though. I mean, you're right. It started six years ago with, the, yeah, with, with Trump. 
It, it's like it's like all Trump derangement or something, or that triggered it or started but, it or something. And 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 now it's not Trump anymore. It's it's become a general derangement syndrome. Well, also, you know, I I think there was an Obama derangement syndrome too. I remember some of the weird stuff people would send me about him. I was like, come on, and then and then it escalated with Trump, and then it really went wild during COVID. All right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. I can look at the analytics we have for this show, and I can clearly tell something has been going on, especially this past week, especially today. And we're getting a ton of messages from people who are saying they can't find it in search. The notifications aren't popping up. Some people say they've, been, they've watched every episode since the show started, and this is the first time they haven't got notifications. I ruined Tim Pool. I came on Tim Pool. Tim Cast. Tim Cast. I did it. Why put the final? There you go. There you go. I ended it. The phoenix so rises, if, brother. <laughs> if you want to help out, you can be the notification. And just share TimCast.com, where the uh, live video player goes up every night on the homepage. Because maybe they'll censor the YouTube link or something, who knows. But sharing the, the video player and the channel, encouraging people to watch it if you do like it, is the most powerful thing you can do. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me at TimCast. Dr. Drew, do you want to shout out anything? Yeah, I do. I, I, <laughs> my, my wife produces uh, my streaming shows with, uh, with our webmaster, uh, Caleb Nation. And they were all over me like, this is so amazing. You're at the Tim, you're at the Tim cast. You, make sure you talk about the shows. So I, and I'm a bad promoter. So let me try to do my best here, which is we do a streaming show on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at three o'clock Pacific time. Our Wednesday shows, I think will be very particularly interesting to you people because we are, I'm with there with Dr. Kelly Victory, who's one of the people that have been silenced and deplatformed. We don't always agree on everything, which is what makes it interesting. And then she and I interview the people that have all been Jay Bhattacharya and Melo, all the names you've heard. I, we interview them all, all of them, and really get, and repeatedly as time goes on. And uh, Adam and Drew, I have an Adam and Drew show, I have a Dr. Drew podcast, uh, and then I have the Your Mom's House, uh, Dr. Jeff Dark. It's all at drdrew.com, <laughs> drdrew.tv. Please come on over. I'd love to see the Timcast world over there. It'd be fantastic. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming. For sure. Uh, I, 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 do I have to go? <laughs> no, we got to talk about I, terrain theory. I was so, well, terrain theory. I was so depressed before. I'm feeling, I will come back. We're I doing a picnic tomorrow if it, you want to come out. No, yeah, I've got to go to New York tomorrow. But it's, it's uh -huh. like, this is not the, I, I'm, I'm so impressed that people come out here. I love that they come to, to you. You know what I mean? Far away. Away. This is far away. This yeah. is far away. But well, they, we, it, we pay to fly people in. You know, but we, but they come. And uh, to me, I was, I was I I wanted to be here, and I thought, wow, all these people come. That's a, that is a really significant endorsement of what you're doing. So congratulations. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah. it's not you. Most, most people can't get people to do this. And I and I'm going to tell you this too. I mean, listening to Loveline every night when I was a kid, you've had a big influence on me growing up. And I think it must be weird for you. You know, you're you're older. You walk in, and the first thing I was like, hey, nice to meet you. I was like, I used to. Listen to your show all the time when I was a kid. When I was a kid, or my mom loves you, or <laughs> yeah. my grandmother loves you, which is even worse. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, I, look, it, to me, it's it's. Uh, I've had this extraordinary life. I, I've had this extraordinary clinical experience. This media stuff. Where did this come from? It was all just this serendipitous thing that happened to me. I never planned any of it. Are, are your patients like? Is it weird for them? They're like, you're Dr. Drew. And so, so I have two, you know, most, all my medical patients I've followed for 20 years and they're oh, like, okay. go, go get them and do your thing. You know, <laughs> they're, and they're all now in their 75 and plus, you know, a lot of them are. Uh, so that doesn't bother them. On the addiction medicine side, you know, I ran a big program in a, in a hospital with very sick patients with Shelly and Bob and all the people you saw in celebrity rehab. And these patients would come in and they would say, uh, you know, I was watching this show and I realized I couldn't deny it any longer. And they're like, and you were there, and you were there, <laughs> like Wizard of Oz. And, was, and, and then every, to a person they go, 
oh well, good you can help me let's just help me yeah. i want to feel better and and that was it and that's so nothing ever really comes of it otherwise which is nice and so i can live in two i live in a lot of very different worlds and i am so grateful so back to your point about making a difference that's all i've ever wanted to do is make a difference help people and that's it and to, right on, to say that i've done that is uh i'm very grateful well this very was grateful. a this was a great conversation and i think it also helped a lot of people so thank you so much for coming on i really appreciate it thank you for and, uh, doing your research and co-signing all the stuff i was, I was absolutely uh, I was going on about yeah. and uh tim listen to him listen to him a little bit come on now <laughs> that's why he's here yeah, yeah thank you appreciate that uh my website is lukeuncensored.com and man i really love to talk about the health stuff i wish we could talk about it more and i think they censor it because it actually is really important and it helps a lot of people. I talk about it a lot and my own personal health journey in my latest video, LukeUncensored.com. Hope to see some of you guys there. And Ian, if you make a pledge right now, I will work out with you with a soldier fit. Danny from Soldier Fit, once a week, right now, every Friday. You in? Uh, I'm going to need to look at the contract. Come on. I just, it'll be MMA, self-defense, training. It sounds phenomenal. Right. That's the contract. Oh, totally I laid out it. the contract. There's as no, long as I don't there's get no there and they're paperwork. like, now run a mile. I'm, you know, we'll figure oh, it out. Hey, hey, hey. It's work, bro. Cardio is good. Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of things like, are work. I mean, technically, we're all working right now. I laid out the contract. It's simple. It's plain. Yes or no? And I'm totally into this. So, Yes, let's look into it further. Ian, Friday, Ian, that's I'm going to get buffed. Ian, think of oh, the fans. I'm going to get ripped, and then I'm going to pick my girlfriend up and carry her yeah. around the room while Do we're it. having we sex. We can make a video series Love about this. I want you to, Ian, I want you to imagine right now how you looked when you were doing that training montage for the MTG comedy. So movie. skinny and gross and now, in my neck. Imagine your neck out. just three times I as know, thick. dude. And you're just Russell massive. Brand. Russell. Um, that's that's how Rusty Rockets got so hot is because he's working out, you know, taking care of his body. That's right. We Shout could do a Russell. video think series. Of the, think of the fans. I only hope that next time we get to talk about germ theory and terrain theory. And terrain theory. Terrain theory probably being... heard of it. Yeah, the germ theory is that there's a germ yeah, that flows yeah. through the air, gets on you and yeah, duplicates, yeah. whereas the terrain theory is if your body's in the in the right physiological state, the germ will proliferate. But if it's in a different state, the germ won't be able to proliferate. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Love you, man. Okay. And also, like Tim, love line really kind of helped guide me in my early I was like 12 and I learned about sex ed well and and I started the show really started because of HIV and AIDS I, I, I we, we weren't even calling it AIDS yet and we didn't have a causative agent but no one was talking to young people about it that was really what motivated me to go do it and I treated I was deep in the AIDS epidemic during the time and by the way in terms of pandemics that one had a 100% fatality rate yeah. all never wrong we'd tell people they had six months to live and we were never wrong wow. think how different that is than a one percent fatality rate but in any event um and so it motivated me to come in and the notion i had when i came i was like 24 years old and i thought god this stuff is so easy for people to understand just no one tells young people they need to just understand it i just if i wait this is what i would have wanted when i was 14 oh right that god, was the thanks, idea dude. love you ma'am see you buddy Thank yeah. you guys very much for tuning in this evening. This was an incredibly fun conversation with Dr. Drew. We will have to have you back. Please bring done Adam Corolla. We were going to have him. He's super busy too. I well, know you are as well. Bringing him is not, you got to coerce him. And I'm, <laughs> if yeah, he, What's his favorite food? Uh, let me think of some things you can tell okay. Tempt him. We'll, we'll, we'll have like a, a yeah. throne chair with everything. Like he likes a cigar and like the yeah, right pizza. Yeah, there might Good be a something. We'll, we'll have a little crown. You can put it on. There might be a way to do it. Yeah, I really would love to have Adam and you together. And I, think I would we should, too. We should reprise this for sure. You guys can follow me on twitterminds.com at sarpetchlids as well as sarpetchlids.me. We're going to have a picnic tomorrow. So I hope y'all have a really good weekend. Thanks for hanging out and we'll see you all on Monday. Bye guys.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.